0: Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m.
1: So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship
2: to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. everybody this is James and Marco and Abiel,
0: and this is the movie pals podcast podcast number 34 today is a special one guys because we've had I mean we kind of had a slight hiatus right a little bit yeah we're gone for a while Yeah. I mean we went and watched nine movies for you guys to nine. review
1: so yeah um, we really put ourselves to the ringer on this one it takes it takes a little
0: time so I mean instead of our t- normal two weeks I think this is like three and a half weeks out or so um, we are going to be reviewing all of the current Harry Potter films that are out as of right now, and uh, just to let you know, we we're recording this about a week before Crimes of Grindelwald is coming out, yep. so you'll be getting all eight Harry Potter films plus Fantastic Beasts, so we will be going through each one of these, very similar, somewhat to our uh, Mission Impossible marathon.
1: Yeah, so if you don't want any spoilers, you could probably skip a few parts, or maybe... Just yeah, I mean catch up.
0: Yeah, I mean we're this is a uh, kind of a blanket spoiler alert beforehand We will be spoiling everything about these films ahead of time. So if anything, this is cool If you haven't seen these in a while um, You want to kind of catch up get a refresher on where everything is I'd say it was pretty beneficial like um, leading into this because I'm even more hyped now for Grindelwald something before we start though I just want to ask you guys what is your experience been with Harry Potter before we did this little marathon um, I'm going to start with Nabil here.
2: So, Nabil, like,
0: I know you've seen them all. And outside of that, did you ever read the books, too?
2: No, I never actually ended up reading them. I got much older and then just moved on. Nabil doesn't <laughs> read, so
0: was <laughs> <laughs> like, books, words. What's that? I don't know. It's not a magic. Words are hard, so. There's no
1: pictures in these things, so. Mm-hmm. Actually, what there, way is there, actually there actually is a
0: picture on every chapter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you <laughs> can tell that. Marco's Marco like, coming in green. <laughs> uh, well, Marco, I know. Definitely, only made it to like Order of the Phoenix before.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even really finish that movie. I think I was talking to you, James, about this for a minute, and I think it had to do with the fact that the the Star Wars prequels were coming out around the same time. And I think I got more for, hyped for yeah, that. Yeah, for like the the earlier ones. I yeah, say. and I I got way more excited for that, more preoccupied with that. So I kind of had to let go. Of Harry Potter, and then I just couldn't get into it after a while. No, Everybody just talked I, about I, it. I, I and you know, when you're, yeah. when you don't stick with it and everybody's talking about it and making such excitement about it, it, you know, it kind of turns you off a little bit. Okay. But you know what? I'm glad I did this. Yeah. We will get and your uh, reactions on it yeah. at the very end. Of course, I'm, I'm officially but. a a, pod, a pothead? Is that what you say? How do you, <laughs> a or <pod>. Harry Potteran? <laughs> What's the term? I, <laughs> I'm at a loss here.
0: I, I'm not sure, sir. <laughs> it's okay. We're in California, so that's fine. Um, but, just,
2: Nibble, going back to you real quick, I know you've seen all the movies. Was this a good kind of refresher for you, too? You know, I appreciated some of the other films more than I did originally. Me, too. Um, I've, have you ever watched them back-to-back? I have not. Okay. Um, I'd watched a few, especially the first... Uh, three or four. I had watched kind of back and back because they play those a lot on television. They do, yeah. Um, yep. but the older ones they don't. You know, at least by the time I get to watch them, it's usually in the evening because they do those marathons throughout yeah. the day. <laughs> I so I mean. never usually watch the the later ones. Um, so it was it was especially getting to the the last few films. It was a big a bigger refresher, and you kind of get to see everything connect, and it makes more. I sense I agree.
0: Those are definitely the ones I've seen the least amount too. Yeah. And I know early on, I've seen the probably one through four. I've seen a lot. Yeah, truthfully. Uh, but 5 through 8, I guess, technically, plus Fantastic Beasts. This is my only second time watching that one. Damn. Deathly Hallows, I think I've only seen once, too, maybe. Yeah, I've only seen, but maybe I remember I saw part
2: one twice, having but... some issues with that, too. So it was like, yeah. y- those are the, I think the last time i seen, like, the last three films were just in theaters.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I never yeah. saw 5 through, or 6, 7, and 8. Well, 7.1 and 7.2, really. Yeah. But I, I never got to see any of those, so this was literally a first time for me.
0: Nice. I mean, they throw a lot at you in these films, guys. These are movies that do not really hold your hand past that second movie, really. They kind of Very expect true. you to kind of jump back in, understand the terms. They don't. They do a lot of callbacks. They do a lot of callbacks,
1: which I which really kind of appreciate. Cool. Yeah, kind you're of, either
2: on board or you're not at that point, and they just kind of yeah. move forward with,
0: with it. I mean, I feel sorry for anybody that jumps into, like, the fifth one and tries to figure it out. Like,
2: like what's going on here? Like, a lot I don't of know any of these characters.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm piecing this together. Apparently, this guy's important. So, without further ado, let's start with our marathon here, guys. Our first film we will be going over here is going to be Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone.
3: Did you ever make anything happen? Anything you couldn't explain? You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what?
1: Dear Mr. Potter, we are pleased to inform you that you have been accepted at Hogwart School of Witchcraft and Wizardry.
3: In a few moments you will pass through these doors and join your classmates.
0: Keep an eye on the staircases. They like to change.
3: Good afternoon, class. Welcome to your first flying lesson. Stick your right hand over the broom and say up.
0: Uh, uh. Wow. All right, so this movie here is directed by Chris Columbus. He's, uh, he kind of he did a lot of 90s movies, guys, uh, in doing some research on Christopher Columbus. It's kind yeah. of weird, his full name.
2: Yeah, just letting you know. Uh, not, not the, the would be one. explorer. Yeah. Yeah, so would I mean, be.
0: Home Alone, Home Alone 2, uh, he did Mrs. Doubtfire. He I've never a, heard of these movies. Bicentennial Man. Just Pretty.
2: I mean, I like those movies. Oh no, yeah, of the big films back in the nineties. I love them. He's got of, a lot it's of. It's funny stuff under because his
0: belt. truthfully, none of the films beforehand were any kind of fantasy esque or action films. And but um, they're very kid friendly. They are very kid friendly, so they, they it was a franchise. safe choice going with him. Right. Uh, the little synopsis of this one is an orphan boy enrolls in a school of wizardry where he learns the truth about himself, his family, and the terrible evil that haunts the magical world. So uh, these movies, for a fun fact, I don't—I uh, told Marco about it and the bill. A lot of people don't realize these movies take place in the '90s, by the way. So uh, the entire movie is this one particular is in 1991. Uh, there's a prologue it's set in 1981, ten years prior, and uh, the whole Harry Potter series goes all the way to 1998. Just to let you know, with an epilogue set in 2017. So. Going into it here, the way that we're going to introduce you the characters is that this is going to be the biggest chunk because these are all characters that pretty much show up in every movie. So I don't want us to keep beating the bush here and repeating them every single time. So every time we do a new film, Nabil or Marco are going to introduce the kind of newer characters that were introduced or bigger players in that kind of uh, film. So without further ado, we have Richard Harris as Albus Dumbledore. Maggie Smith as Professor McGonagall, Robbie Coltrane as Hagrid, Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter, John Hurt as Mr. Ollivander, Rupert Grint as Ron Weasley, Emma Watson as Hermione Granger, Tom Felton as Draco Malfoy, Matthew Lewis as Neville Longbottom, and Alan Rickman as Professor Snape. So that's please, quite a list. Yeah, uh, quite start, a list. Yeah. So we're gonna follow kind of a kind of guideline here as well, just like uh, the Mission Impossible marathon. So, who is the defense of the dark arts teacher in this one? As we know, in every movie, there's a different guy. So this one is uh, Ian Hart plays Professor Quirrell, who I, you know, truthfully, I don't even think we see one class of them
1: in there. No, No, not at at all. So he's he's sort of introduced, and then he just kind of disappears. He He just just kind of in the background somewhere, like he's he's sprinkled around the movie like a little bit, like a dash of salt here, dash of salt there, and then he's gone.
0: Yes, uh, Harry's hair, because, I mean, we were going off of Ethan Hunt's hair from Mission Impossible. <laughs> uh, we got a bowl cut for this one here. It's really weird. It's, it, but you know what? It fits with the 1991 theme if you yeah. think about it. I mean, cutting your hair at home, right? I mean, he's practically... True, hunting. he's he's rocking the problem child look. So. So, so, guys, for this one, this is the first film that introduced it here. Uh, what were you guys' overall thoughts about this one? Anything uh, kind of stuck out to you there? I want to bring up one thing before we start, though. Uh for just my first off, uh the Dursleys who are the family that uh, Harry lives with, I think they're pretty much spot on in this movie. Compared they to are the are Very very on top, just like the books. I right. mean they're so fucking mean. And I really like that actually, because as comical as they are, because they're kind of really over the top, it works though. And that's I mean, that's something that I when I saw this one early on, I was like, Oh, they they uh, cast these people like completely Correctly, in my opinion. So, yeah, you, you know, they're
1: just abusing a kid. But I know, yeah. <laughs> just
0: girl. kidding. Yeah. What about you guys, though?
1: Well, you know, honestly,
2: I w- watching it, I thought it was going to be very childish and saying, "Oh, you know," I mean, it is it's a very bunch of kids film. It's usually the one but...
0: associated with like, "Oh, the first few were kidding." Right. Me. But I but, disagree now too. Yeah,
2: when I watched it, I remembered the I kinda got the feelings of wow, it's a magical place, it's full of wonder and odd, they you did a great say, job. No, you would know? you say that
0: it's a good intro to oh, Yeah. Like what the wizarding world is? Yeah, I think
2: I think it was a solid intro to just getting I mean, if you ever needed a way to understand somebody's world as a setup, like this film does that perfectly.
0: Yeah, I, think. I, I think that works because you are going through Harry as like the newcomer. So right. everything that is a question you come in through with him, like, "Oh, what's a muggle, or yep. what are these, and what are those?" And it's like, "And
1: Hagrid's kind of the guy, like teaching them early on." Mm-hmm. I agree with the bill. Uh, it's definitely a great introduction to this. This is a film in the series, and even though the first one is the one I've seen the most, mm-hmm. it was good to kind of get a refresher of the Wizarding World, the terminology, how everything works. Uh, the introduction of Hogwarts, the school itself, was was just great. You got to see the the paintings that uh, carry the dead for the first time, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. You get introduced introdu- introduced to God, I can't talk to the houses as well, which That's is true, really yeah. cool. Even though you know, only it's, th- really only just, three, it's only three. Really, only I mean, two or really three are really door really, and Slytherin for the most yeah. part. but. It's a great experience to go through again, especially being away from the series for so many years. I I have to hand it to Chris Columbus for actually using practical effects in this movie as well. That really caught my eye. Yeah, I will say the CG, though, when it is used, is the one thing that I think that is
0: dated in this film. Yeah. Especially, I would say, like, the Quidditch match or the three-headed dog are a bit not as cool as I remember them being. But it still doesn't take away from it from what I remember from the film itself. There's a lot of like good moments. For instance, yeah, I think the music, uh, I believe John Williams did the first he, movie. I think he did all of the movies, if I'm he do not all mistaken. Them? You know. God damn.
2: <laughs> well then it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the I, music. There I were some really good scores. The scores, especially for the first two films, um, do have he? It's it's very reminiscent to Star Wars. It is a bit, um, but uh, you know what? It, it, works. it finds its own later on, like a little bit more unique. But those first two ones, like especially kind of like the Quidditch match, you know, you're you're hearing the music go through as he's chasing after the Snitch, um, is is very much like Pod racing in uh, <laughs> yeah, the I first Phantom and the Phantom Menace, so. Um, forgot, that was. Uh,
0: I actually skipped this part here. Who dies in this uh, film? I got a section for that for each one too. Yeah. Uh, Professor Kroll does, and I wrote violently,
2: very violently. Uh, yeah. This is where I, I remember
0: it. I was like, <laughs> "This is not Kitty at all." Yeah. Harry literally touches this guy,
2: and, and he's, he's burning.
1: Because it, it, I think you mentioned this, James, that it kind of reminded you of Indiana Jones a little, a little bit, bit, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah.
2: Where I mean, for the most part, it wasn't too bad, but that last scene is this dude, he's literally yeah. crumbling in front of him, like, yeah, that's yeah. scary. I
0: was but, like, dude, I didn't I, truthfully, I forgot how he died, and I was like, how does he kill him again? And I was like, I he just touches think him in that. the face and melts mm-hmm. him, dude. He and he's
1: just <laughs> screaming at the top of his like <laughs> horrifically. <laughs> I was like, oh I'm sorry, I'm I don't mean to laugh, but at the same time, it was a little funny. Dude, I mean, just that was a lot
0: more violent than I remember it being. Yeah, Yeah.
1: you know, actually, the whole time that they're trying to find the Sorcerer Stone is pretty violent. You you forget that these kids get pretty beat up when they're they're doing the the chess game in order to get past a certain uh, spell or guard to to find the, the Sorcerer Stone and Ron Weasley takes the hit. The trials, yeah. Yeah, and he ends up just getting knocked out. I mean, it was pretty violent. And then Harry getting attacked by all the keys yeah. and getting cut up. I was like, wow, I forgot that these kids actually face some some pretty serious stuff here.
0: I think uh, I, I'll i give it to him, too. Like uh, Radcliffe, Watson, and Grin, all three of them have really good chemistry with each other right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. I think even early on, I mean, their acting isn't the greatest in this movie. Sure. It gets substantially better each film. Um, And I mean, I think that's just them growing up and also getting comfortable with the character and understanding their characters to the max too. But even early on, it's like the casting for this one, they did really well, even for a lot of the teachers and stuff like Maggie Smith as professor McGonagall is really well done too. Yeah. Um, This is the first Dumbledore. There's another one that comes up because unfortunately Richard Harris passed away during uh, the end of the second film, basically. So, even I mean, he has his own take on Dumbledore. I mean, for the most part, it's not something I like it the best. <laughs> he's but... more,
1: he's more calm
0: and fragile. I yeah, guess. I would say that too. I mean, even I like Draco, like Tom Felton is like an asshole, and it's like, man, they got the perfect kid for this one, <laughs> right?
1: Though when Ron first gets introduced to Draco Malfoy, and he laughs at his name. That was he's like, must be a Weasley. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, he's poor. <laughs> and uh I mean and then once again, Alan Rickman, the
0: late Alan Rickman as well. Professor Snape is by, by far well, yeah. one of the best characters in this entire one series. One of the most memorable
1: too. I mean, because he just stands out. Now Alan, it's not just Die Hard for you now. So now yeah. you know Alan Rickman for sure. Well I mean <laughs> <ago>. <laughs> he's Hey, like, no he's oh, the man. definitive bad guy to to no end. To no avail. That's true. All right. So I mean, overall I'd say it's a great
0: start to the series. It's a solid um introduction and it uh, only gets better from here let's move on to the second film
2: so the next film is harry potter and the chambers of secrets
3: and so for harry potter and his friends another year begins bloody birds of menace Education in the magical arts continues. Pixies. Laugh if you will, Mr. Finnegan. See what you make of them. No. Oh. Oh. Old rivalries grow stronger. The Slytherin's got a new seeker. Malfoy.
1: You know that's me, Potter.
2: The movie came out in 2002. Uh, this is also directed by Chris Columbus. The synopsis here is, an ancient prophecy seems to be coming true when a mysterious presence begins stalking the corridors of a school of magic and leaving its victims paralyzed. And, of course, this takes place a year later. Uh, This is year two, takes place in 1992. The new characters in this film, we have Toby Jones, plays Dolby, the house elf, and Jacek Isaacs as Lucius Malfoy. So the defense of the dark arts teacher in this one, Gildroy Lockhart. That's uh, played by Kenneth Branagh. Harry's hair in this one, still kind of a bowl cut there,
1: uh, but, you know, he's getting more of a part. <laughs> by the way, I wrote all these, so yeah. they're just reading it. Don't no blame the bill. It's, uh, yeah, it's slightly parted, so it's, it's a little more mature than the first movie. Yeah, yeah. that's all, Hey, I looked at these photos and I said, how would I describe these? But of the bowl cuts,
2: the better one, I'd say. It actually is. Yeah.
0: It's better than the first one. Yes, much better. So, hey.
2: Um, and in this one, uh, the person who dies, not actually a person, it's a big ass basilisk as, uh, James the quote um, is, 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 a it's giant huge. ass fucking snake. <laughs> <laughs> basically. It's <a> <laughs>
1: snake. It's fucking huge. Yeah, and it's scary too. Yeah, I, remember, it I forgot. how scary That thing that is not a snake. It's a dragon without wings. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so
2: what are you guys takeaway from this? What, uh, kind of grabbed you from this film watching it a second time?
0: I would say right off the bat, the kids look way older. Yeah, they even do. They do the significantly the second one, even though these were shot like a year apart. You're you're looking at kids that were around the, the actual age of the like eleven and twelve when these were yeah. going on. So I mean, the first thing I even noticed was just that man, like Harry goes through. This is one. This is the last movie that Harry's taller than Ron. In by the way, yeah. <laughs> After this, Ron is much taller. He, than he gets his puberty. yeah, he gets his growth yeah, spurt. Hmm. I mean, also, the quality of this film, I thought, right off the bat, was a lot better. Yeah.
2: They, they um, suck way more money into this You film.
0: can see, too. And, I mean, it's just them, once again, probably—Warner Brothers at the time probably poured every dime into this movie. so I'd say
1: that it's a solid sequel. Yeah. It's just as good, uh, if not better, than the first one. So I agree there with James. One thing that really did stick out— Gildroy Lockhart was fucking useless. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I love uh, Kenneth Branagh uh, He played him mean, well. He no, no, yeah. He, he was a piece of shit and a fraud and I loved that. I was like, "Man, this guy's just fucking useless and he's getting away with it's it." It's funny cuz yeah. like
0: Kenneth is like a really like well-known director and yeah. actor yeah. and he's big on like Shakespearean stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can tell him doing this
2: was just him having a lot of fun too. Yeah. Just being able to be in the film, and be a yeah. part of it. Yeah,
1: but for them to actually do a full CG villain, so to speak, yeah. or one of the vil- villains be CG at the end, shows that the studio was much more comfortable with the success of this movie and the series going forward right. and saw that, hey, we struck gold. But it it was a great uh, movie that further carried these characters and you kind of grow with them, too, in this movie. Like, yeah. You, you get to see that they're... Gaining more confidence of the, after their first year at wizardry School, they're they're not taking as much shit from the bullies as in the first movie. They're actually starting. I to think kind Harry
2: of Potter's much more clap back, so to speak, yeah, as I mean, as the young kids say these days. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I also really like how they build on the lore because in the first film you get a taste of what's going on. Oh yeah! But in this one, like you learn about Tom Riddle, you're learning about you know the secrets and yeah. finding out who like, uh, Voldemort uh, really is. House elves, and, and, yeah, the house elves.
0: This is the first movie with Dobby. Yeah,
2: they really kind of get you into that to that lore and yeah, and it it starts ramping up a little bit the seriousness of it and saying you know what's 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 really going on and how severe it is and harry potter's feeling more brave to be able to like you know learning how to duel for instance you know trying to fight back so that's um that's also very interesting to in, see
1: in a way kind of like we were saying earlier uh, in our discussion before we started recording james was saying how the this prophecy sort of sets up what's to come later on in the series All right definitely and at this yeah. point we wouldn't know it but it's a great payoff to get it here and see that come to fruition uh, on Dobby, I gotta admit, I didn't like the guy at first. I thought he was really annoying. And I mean even in my that's notes. That's his
0: purpose of him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I understand that now, but I'm just saying coming into this movie and watching it the second time the second time around and thinking, all right, I'm gonna give Dobby another chance. And then yeah. in my notes, I'm like, I literally put down Dobby. I hate him. <laughs> and that you're gonna see that this changes throughout throughout this episode, but that's, that's also something that kind of stuck out for me in this movie. Now, can you
2: tell me why, because I don't know if it's actually ever fully explained, but why Dobby really feels the need to go and try to protect her. But I know it's his friend is what he says, but like really, he's never met the house elf until up until that point.
0: I think Dobby is naturally actually just a very good person. Yeah, and he goes again. I mean, his owner is Lucius Malfoy. By yeah. the way, first time you see him, kind of first time you also see Ron's dad too. By the way, so you see That's both true. of those guys. Yeah. And also, the first You time get an you idea see, of what uh, the Ministry of Magic is. Yeah. Moaning Myrtle too. By the way, she's one of her characters. first introduction too. Um, yeah, that, that I want to say though. that Dobby is a naturally a good person. Mo- not all house elves are, as you no. learn about with creature later on in the series. Mm-hmm. But um and he heard something he overheard basically Lucius Malfoy talking about a plan and he wanted to help Harry Potter because he's heard about Harry Potter and, basically and
1: even more on that you you learn why at the end because it as it turns out that Lucius was after um was the one that was basically helping not after but he was helping Voldemort oh, yeah. really and oh, yeah. Dobby being a good person like James said you know probably s- learned this and was like no this isn't going to happen and it's going to put this young kid in danger so Yeah, it kind of makes sense that he was going to help him knowing who was really behind this after all. Yeah, I mean, they also get into like the parcel
0: tongue in this one as well. Yes. Which is a nice callback to the first one where you understand why Harry was able to talk to that uh, python or something like that. And then uh, you hear about mudbloods. You figure that out too. Um, Two scenes I really like in this one is the Christmas scene in the hall. I think that's really nice. Just as a visual standpoint, I really like how the hall changes depending on the kind of circumstance or holiday what's going on yeah so for instance this one has like fake snow in it and like the christmas trees and hagrid's like dragging a tree and it's like i don't know it's really cool scene
2: it's very this film kind of is what in my memory remembering the films uh said more as christmas films because of that movie i think so too
0: in a way and i also like the tom riddle reveal that he's lord voldemort yeah when he writes out his full name as Tom Marvolo Riddle, and it says, "I am Lord Voldemort." I yeah. like that too. I it's thought it was nanogram. really cool. I mean, it's mm. it's really on the
2: nose, but but at least they explain it, right? Yeah, it doesn't just come out and of nowhere.
1: Once again, the basilisk fight at the end is awesome. It's a mix of practical and CG effects. Yep. Dude, Harry Harry took a bite, mm. you know, on his arm from the basilisk. That was pretty freaking cool. And it's it's, it's another it's game. another thing I really appreciate about these movies is it's not afraid to put these kids in real danger. I mean, I know it's a quote unquote kid film. But to show these kids go through through these adventures and and through these hard times and overcome them, I think is really cool. Right. And I mean, once again, it adds to the
0: kind of proof that these aren't like quote unquote kitty films. Yeah. yeah, for God's sakes, the girl writes like in blood, like about the chamber of secrets yeah. on the wall with. I mean, come the on, cat's blood. Yeah, was it, a, it was cat's blood or it something? Was cat's blood. I mean, the cat wasn't dead, but no. I mean, I don't know how Jesus. you got <laughs>
2: But uh, what, overall, like, what did you, th- pretty solid, though, as a sequel, I think. Yeah, I think it was, I mean, it still kind of stays on tone from the first one, um, but does kind of lean into a little bit more heavy with the lore and gets you gets you more vested in the characters, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: All right, let's go ahead and move on to the third film.
1: Okay, so the third film is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban.
2: to page
3: 394. Hey, guys, why the long faces?
0: (laughs) Who is that? That man?
3: He's a murderer. Sirius Black has escaped from Azkaban Prison.
1: And I actually got the title right because throughout watching these movies, James had to correct me on this title multiple mm-hmm. times. I mean, so I'm glad, I'm I, glad I got it right this <laughs> time. It's, it's up to how you want to say it, I guess. But, I mean. but uh, this one is one of the first movies that introduces a new director. And this one was directed by Alfonso Cuaron, who has directed quite a different style of movies. Uh, for example, Ito Mama Tambien, which is a 2001 movie. Children of Men from 2006 and Gravity in 2013, so slightly different from his normal style of movies, but I say he did a good job. This was his first big uh, studio Black film, by the way, so this is what yeah, made a lot him, of um, for Children
0: of Men, this is kind of what, in interviews he said, that's, this movie really gave him the confidence to uh, do bigger films, so.
1: Yeah, it worked out well for him. So, the plot of this movie is, it's Harry's third year at Hogwarts. Not only does he have a new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, but there's also trouble brewing. Convicted murderer Sirius Black has escaped the wizard's prison and is coming after Harry. And for those of you keeping up with us, this movie takes place the following year, so now we're in 1993. The new characters introduced in this one are Sirius Black, played by Gary Oldman, and the new Dumbledore, who most people refer to or know as the only Dumbledore, played by Michael Gambin, and Wormtail, played by Timothy Spall. The defensive dark arts teacher in this one is Professor Lupin, played by David Thewlis, who actually, this is probably the only movie where the defense of the dark arts teacher isn't the bad guy, really. I, yeah, it's I mean, one, like, probably, probably of those, the best one, too. Yeah, it's one of the <laughs> it's one of the giveaways in almost all the other movies. Uh, and who dies in this one technically no one because there's a time travel thing that happens that we'll talk about later on because it's one of my favorite parts of this movie and how long is Harry's hair in this one Um, no more it's bangs Harry no more bangs, baby. He's just—he's yeah. got
0: a—he's got a fresh cut in this one. He's
1: got a little longer hair, you know.
0: Sli- not, not, Mission Impossible Two style.
1: Yeah, no, not, yeah. Yet.
0: not yet. That's Goblet of Fire. You guys keep mixing movies up.
1: No, you know what? It's a it's little a bit longer. longer. It's, it's a little longer. bit longer than this yeah, one. Show it's, you not, it's not. It's not quite Goblet of Fire long. Right. It's but not.
0: But it's not long. Long. Let's no. See. It's like medium length. Yeah. It's getting there, but it, he doesn't have bangs anymore basically. You can tell
1: he's trying to get a little crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's trying to get crazy. He's 13, I
0: guess.
1: He's yeah. a teenager now. Yeah. Hey, I grew up my hair on 13, so. So, let's go over our thoughts about this movie. This is actually one of my personal favorites. So, uh, let's do this a little different and let's start with you, James. What are your thoughts about Right one. off the bat, I'm going to say this movie is definitely
0: where it starts getting a bit darker. Yeah, definitely. I mean, literally darker. Some of the scenes I could not tell was going on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's a darker film. <laughs> um, a little side note, this is one of the first films I ever saw on IMAX, too. So I went and saw this with my godfather. So I went and saw this one. So I think um, this one always holds a special place for me because I saw it in a premium format, I guess, which I kind of take for granted nowadays. Um, I will say right off the bat, too, is that they introduce someone in the Dursleys, uh, Mars Dursley, who turns uh, into like a helium balloon, flies off. She's evil as fuck, yo. Yeah. Yo, like, she's one of the characters where right off the bat, in the muggle world, you can tell for Harry, it's like, man, it must be so goddamn hard not to use your magic against this chick. <laughs> right? right? She's talking about how, like, his parents were, like, freeloaders and all this crap. And like, why does it, like,
1: generally piss me off when that happens? I'm like, shut up. Yeah, I I would be tempted to use magic at that point, too. And it's like, man, can't they? I, you learn later on why they can't, because the whole time I'm thinking, man, we'll just, just fucking do something. Just, just say something. How are they going to find out? But then later you find out that they track the kids before they're of age. But anyway, yeah. that annoyed me, too, James. Um,
0: before we get to the bill, just one other thing I do I like in these ones is that as the tone gets darker, too, even just set pieces are darker. So, For instance, we have the train going into Hogwarts late at night now in, yeah. like, the rain. Yeah. and dementors show up. This is the first time we see uh, dementors. I really like the that scene uh, specifically. It's really cool. Yeah. I think it just shows and it's like sucking the life out of which is kind of <laughs> kind of funny if you think it about. Literally,
1: it literally literally is. Yeah. His face is just priceless. But <laughs> it's it's sort of foreshadowing what's to come, the tone and the fact that it's a dark film. Uh what about you, Nabil? What what did you think about the prisoner of basketball
2: yeah. this was actually one of my uh, before rewatching watching everything one of my favorite films from harry potter and mostly because it set everything dark i've kind of grown to appreciate some of the other films more but this is still really great kind of this this to me is where it starts saying okay everything's serious people are going to die shit's getting real kind of kind of thing and um Seeing Sirius Black and Professor Lupin, who's actually a werewolf, is, you know, them fighting it out with each other and, and and seeing kind of the more magical part of it and seeing this other lore and not just magic, but they're, you know, werewolves and yeah. fairies and other things around there. That, to me, um, really helps amp up and sell the story um, of like being in this different world and really being able to see that Harry is you know, angry and really trying to find a way to avenge his parents' death and realizing, you know, he had to make a choice on what, you know, who to trust and who to believe. And yeah. You know, like you're you're trying to see the more of the humanity of him and that he's though though they kind of do a lot of comparisons between him and Voldemort, like you can see growth in his character of being his own person and, you know, finding other ways to so yeah. resolve it. He also kinda just, learns not to like judge everybody right. from what you first learn. You yeah. have to kind of look into it yourself. And, and a exactly. lot of people were quick to judge in this film, especially. I mean, even Dumbledore was against Sirius Black a lot of, in a lot of the film. Um, but then seeing this and uh, there's a lot of character growth in that. And that's what I liked a lot is, about this film is that you got to learn more about it. And, of course,
1: uh, Marco's favorite, which I'll let him talk about, um, the time travel.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah definitely.
1: I, I have to agree with a lot of what you guys said. This is definitely one of my favorite movies of the film. And... For a while, through watching the series, I kept telling James that it was my favorite of the series. Yeah. And James is actually right because uh, I have it in my notes that Harry's hair actually isn't long in this one. He actually he has a little tighter, so he actually has yeah. a little trimmed up. <laughs> Come on. So yeah. he's actually learning about haircuts and style in this no, one. So this. it does show yeah. character growth in that when you take but- <laughs> two hours to write an outline, you make yeah. sure it's right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I gotta tell you that. It it does delve deeper into Harry's family history yeah. and what went on, because the first two movies, all we know is that Voldemort aced his parents, and that's about it. But this one, you kind of learn that there, was, there were more people involved. Um, Sirius Black, even though at first you kind of think he's the big bad, it's really he's... Harry's godparent and he's was really close with his parents and help tried to help them fight against Voldemort Damn. but one of the scenes that really stuck out and I think I even mentioned it to James was it's before he learns that Sirius is not the one who betrayed his parents and turned him into Voldemort but he, he thinks it is and he's just there with Ron and Hermione and he just screams out that he was their friend and it's one of the best scenes that I, I that was filmed in this movie, I think. And I think the line was delivered perfectly. Radcliffe did a great job. Even at that that age, I was kind of impressed. And I'm surprised that it didn't stick out with me earlier on when I saw this movie the first time. But you felt wanted had to, you to hate this series. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and, of course, there's the time travel where they're in dire needs of doing something because uh, it turns out that the real traitor, who's Wormtail is escaping and they're going after him and Hermione does a spell where she's able to turn back time and they go back I think it's like a full day before the events unravel and yeah, it's a couple hours yeah, you so kind of hours. yeah you you just kind of see them go through uh, through their day and you find out why certain things happened earlier in the movie and I, it just makes such a great connection the fact that Dumbledore is in on it too and tries to distract some of the other teachers of course with drinking i thought it was really cool and i was like okay yeah. i think i like this dumbledore better but it had a nice little back to the future feel to it and that's what made this one kind of one of my favorites um yeah
0: also i'm gonna add some stuff at the end here um i thought gary olman was really good in this one too oh yeah uh, oh yeah good master of on that part too. exactly remember we've talked about this before mm-hmm. we don't i don't think we've ever met the real uh Gary Oldman. <laughs> he looks um, badass with those tattoos. This on is him. also the first time we meet Professor Tre- uh, Trelawney, who is uh, played by Emma Thompson. She's the uh, uh, kind of the.
2: I, I don't even know. She's a tallers. fortune teller, essentially. She's too, kind of a you know? fortune teller. Yeah. There's,
0: there's an actual like term for a thing, but mm. it, it seems like it's bullshit. <laughs> uh, the Weezes are slightly less poor in this one because they won some kind of bullshit uh, grand prize. Um, Professor Lupin, I thought, is easily one of the best characters in this film, too. And even in future ones he doesn't have as big as a role but it's kind of nice to see him again
1: when he yeah comes up. and even though he's the defense of the dark arts teacher and is the bad guy there was kind of at first you get kind of tricked and think that he does have something up his sleeve all right up until you realize that oh he's just a yeah werewolf. I mean it's even foreshadowed when his greatest fears the moon and, and everyone's
0: yeah. like what's that moon?" yeah
1: um Draco went through, like, a growth spurt in this one, too. I don't know if you guys know <laughs> that, but he looks old as fuck in this movie. Yeah. I'd say one, one of the most heartfelt scenes was when Harry sees his uh, Patronus, and he thinks it's his dad. Yeah, yeah, it's it, a cool be, scene, too. Because it's a stag, and mm-hmm. it turns out that it was actually him because they went back in time. But, you know, if you've ever lost someone in your family and you kind of see some resemblance to them or something, that that kind of – that type of situation does happen, and it was just kind of like a little touching moment to your heart. And it's like, oh, wow. Definitely. I got
0: uh, three last things here. Not sure how Hagrid became a teacher. Dude, <laughs> see. not even, I mean, what the fuck? No a Hagrid. I love that guy. But And
1: Buckbeak is fucking awesome.
0: Buckbeak man. seems really dangerous to have with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm part of that awesome. crew. Like uh, Malfoy God. almost died. I what mean, are, technically what Malphoi, are Hagrid's credentials? Malfoy ran up on him and didn't do the bow. So, I mean, can't trust f- kids, man. Can't so, trust kids. I mean, uh, th- this is kind of the start of Hermione Ron's little slight romance, too, you can tell. Very early on. She uh, grabs yeah. his hand at one point because she gets scared of Buckbeak. And, you know, I did the eyes emoji. I did that a lot in here. <laughs> uh, they also have a scene where they're outside of uh, at Hogsmeade because uh, Harry can't go because no one signed his papers because yeah. he has no real family and uh, she tells them to get closer to him because they're quote-unquote cold. I was like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing, girl. <laughs> and uh, last thing is the Quidditch match in the rain is probably one of the best action-esque sequences in this, in this one as well. Yeah.
1: Yes, I actually have that down as well. It, I think it's one of the best games that they've shown. I think it's one of the last few games that they show. There's one more, I There's think. There's like that's, one more. Yeah. Yeah, but this, Outside
0: of the Quidditch World Cup, but I mean. Yeah, yeah but this Hogwarts one was wise, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. It looked fantastic in the rain. All
0: right, guys, let's move on to our next film here. So that is gonna be Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire.
3: I'd like to make an announcement. Hogwarts Castle will not only be your home this year, but home to some very special guests as well. Please welcome our friends from the North, the proud sons of Drumstrang. And now the lovely ladies of Battens.
1: I was just wondering if maybe you wanted to go to the ball with me,
3: Mr. Weasley. Place your right hand on my waist. Where? Is that Hermione Granger with Victor Crump?
0: You're fraternizing with the enemy.
3: The enemy. Hogwarts has been chosen to host a legendary event, the Wizard Tournament. And now, the champion selection, Victor Crump, Flair Delcourt, Cedric Diggory, Harry Potter! How did you do it? I didn't put my name in that cup. I don't want eternal glory.
0: So this movie came out in 2005. This is directed by another new director here, they went on like a trend of new directors for about three movies. This is uh, directed by Mike Newell, so he did um, he did a lot of TV shows, by the way, back in the '80s and such. A lot of a lot of TV shows, but uh, he's movie wise, Donnie Brasco in '97, Pushing 10 in '99, Mona Lisa Smile, came out in on three, and Prince of Persia: The Sand of Time. I thought I'd throw that into just to show. That <laughs> okay. Jeez,
3: wow, and that was so the end he's, of his career. <laughs> I mean, he's got a little variety done films much there. since
0: then, so. Uh, A young wizard finds himself competing in a hazardous tournament between rival schools of magic, but he's distracted by recurring nightmares. This one takes place in 1994. We have quite a few new characters in this one because this one introduces two different schools that decide uh, in the Triwizard Tournament. So we have Stanislav Janiski, who plays Victor Crumb, Robert Pattinson, Mr. Twilight himself is in this one, It's Cedric Diggory. Shit, that wasn't Robert it. Hardy is Cornelius Fudge. Katie Long is Cho Chang. Clemens Poise is Fleur Delacour. la Cour. Uh, We finally actually get to see uh, Lord Voldemort t- physically in this one. He's played by Ralph Fiennes from this movie going forward. And then uh, Mr. Doctor Who himself, David Tennant, is Barty Crouch Jr. Uh, Defense Against the Arts starts, uh, dark arts teacher in this one. is played by the excellent Brendan Gleeson, who plays Alistair Madai Moody. Uh, the one, the person that dies in this one, the big one, is going to be Cedric Diggory. So that's a pretty big scene itself. Yeah. It starts the kind of trend. For, I mean, this is pretty much the story going forward. And uh, Harry's got the long-ass hair. He, This is the Bishop. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, My I have friend. it here.
1: He's he's rocking the 80s hair metal. Yeah. Very okay. unkempt. I mean, oh, it's 1994.
0: It he just tried acid for the first time. <laughs> I don't know what's going through. He's though. listening
1: to Guns N' Roses a little too much. You know, no, this is also know. the
0: first movie in the series that is PG-13, so... Uh, start with you, Nabil. What did you think about this one?
2: I-, I liked it a lot more this time than I remember liking it before. Really? Yeah.
0: First off, this is my uh, one of my favorite ones. So. Yeah.
2: This, I mean, it, it's really well done. Um, the trials are cool. The for for them trying to win the cup and mm-hmm. um, just. The whole storyline with Cedric, you know, and what happens to him at the end. Meeting Voldemort for the first time.
1: Like, there's a lot of stuff that happens. Isn't
0: it kind of gross how Voldemort looks at oh, first? Yeah. He's like a little, like, a like, oh, uh, oh, baby. <laughs> Every Demon I wrote that down. I was like, I was put like, put like tiny
1: Voldemort freaky.
0: <laughs> yeah, he looks like, he's just sitting on the couch like, hey, what's up? This is my life. I understood the uh, fucking, I guess I never understood the entire, like, Barty Couch Jr. thing before, by the way. I didn't quite understand. I was like, I was like, is
1: he like, does he know someone?
0: I don't know why, dude. And I've read the book like twice. so
1: Yeah. I was just, it's not that.
0: Yeah. It's not in the book. Truthfully, that part is not a huge deal in the book. But they they make a a bigger bigger thing here. I mean, so, but truthfully, this time around, taking notes too, I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Also, uh, Victor Crumb looks like he's 27. I just want to point that out. Okay. (laughs) Big that guy. guy, and he's, he's laying came, eyes on Hermione, who's it's obviously funny thirteen. Uh,
0: the actor that played that guy became a bodybuilder now. Oh, so really? He's like, uh, he's yeah.
1: Bro, I think he was a bodybuilder during the film. So <laughs> it looked like he was getting ready. Right.
0: This is also like the first appearance of like Nagini, the snake. Yeah. Who's uh, apparently a Horcrux. So yeah. forgot that too. By the way, uh, no Dursleys in this movie. They seem to skip every other film, which is not how it is in the books at all. By the way, they're, they're always in a every lot. single one. Yeah. It's always kind of, but I mean, they, I guess it's to stop the repetition of, of repetitiveness of like having them maybe the more in like the beginning and then him ditching them somehow. What about you, Marco? What did you think overall though?
1: This is one movie where the cinematography, I mean, not that it wasn't good in the previous movies, but this is one where they actually really start to get good. There's a lot of really good pan shots. Uh, one specific when they're, uh, when they're about to go to the Quidditch World Cup and they reach the port key, which is a boot. Yeah. it's just a nice little pan shot in the field, and it's oh, really yeah, great. it's great, nice, dude. And I was like, "Wow, okay." I was like, "Why didn't I even notice this stuff before?" Well, I mean, different director, probably different cinematographer too. I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, the World Cup though itself for Quidditch was awesome. I thought the I forgot it was, was in like this it. movie, yeah. and but... once
0: again, that expands the lore of like, "Hey, there's more nations than you think." Yeah, you know, that I, to this.
1: It shows that it's a much bigger world that really is. It's it's a global community. It's not just one school. It's like a whole bunch and. Obviously, whole other countries have schools of their own, but I thought that, it's, that was really cool. Um, the, uh, the the Victor Crumb thing, like I said, that guy looks like he's already in college. I, I don't know why they couldn't have <laughs> cast a different guy, but hey, you know what? I'll forgive it. Uh, I had a little problem with Harry getting into it because it seems like you have to be 17 to, to be in the competition, but... For some reason, if someone gets in, there's no way to stop it. Is yeah, that a spell that prevents them from yeah. stopping it? Yeah, you can.
0: It's it's better explained explain the book. Okay. Basically, cause... you have to compete. If your name is chosen, it's a reason it's chosen. It's like a um, like the the cup picked you kind of thing. Yeah. So you have to. So, I mean, technically, couldn't they just be like, all right, Harry, you're just going to purposely lose the first one. All right. Just to be fair. But Dumbledore's like, no, nah, fuck no, man. We got you're two gonna guys compete. now. You
1: <laughs> compete. Yeah, I mean? the Mad Eye's like, I'll teach you some shit. Yeah. But it, you start to see that the kids are going more into adolescence. They're uh, noticing, you know, people all of the opposite sex and are getting to. Definitely. You know, I want to yeah. talk about that Ron scene. Right. <laughs> have you guys ever
0: been that fucking jealous that you told somebody some shit like that? Because I have. I'm petty as fuck.
1: <laughs> Jeez. I see. For <laughs> that scene, dude, that. I was like,
0: yep. There you go, Ron. Tell her. Make her fucking cry. Oh, yep. Yep. Jesus. Yep. I've done that same shit. Because
1: of uh, the Best whole Victor the movie thing. is James Wan. Yep, when she's
0: like, oh, did you guys want to come over here? Fuck no. I would have been like, nah, we're cool here. Just chilling with no one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since you fucking went off and didn't tell us you had a fucking cool ass
1: date. Yeah, but man. <laughs> I mean, I sound like I'm pissed right now. It's not like their <laughs> dates up were any some emotions, guys. <laughs> it's bringing it's, some fucking emotions up right it's now. It's not like their dates were any bad. I mean, it's like, come on. You guys are being like total Especially if poopers. they knew
0: like three years later one of them was going to be dead during the Battle of Hogwarts. I would have oh, been like, true. hey, maybe dance with her. Jeez! <laughs> wow! For, for oh, shadow.
1: No, but I, I, again, I, I, fuck! I like how it shows that they're they're growing. You're growing with them along these movies, or at least if you watched when you were young. But it, it's good to see that they're that there's still room for growth of these characters, and even with the teachers, like you, the the teacher Minerva McGonagall. Yeah, Minerva yeah. McGonagall. How she secretly really cares for Harry, but. Oh, doesn't yeah, really does. show oh, yeah. it she definitely doesn't. i think that's really
0: cool um that's why she i think that's why in sorcerer's stone she's one of the three people are th- that are there when they drop harry off to the dursleys right it's her dumbledore and hagrid so I mean, yeah kind of makes sense
1: but it's cool that she you know lightweight hides it because she doesn't want she anyone to know it's favoritism, favoritism but i mean she's
0: she i uh she's basically been looking over harry as well yeah. i mean a lot
1: of people technically are right yeah now. the triwizard competition though i still think <laughs> it was really cool is interesting to kind of see other schools compete with hogwarts and, and again just expanding Gives on, on the lore yeah, and much better score on the world but yeah I, i'd say it's a pretty solid sequel anything Eight. else on that one though Nibble? no i mean
2: i i agree with a lot of that um i think that it does it does make it a much bigger movie, um, as a whole, and like like you said, James, this this story right here kind of sets up
1: the rest of the movie. Honestly, and
0: do you think about the, like the, from this point forward, they throw a lot at you?
1: from yeah, this point
3: of,
0: Going forward, yeah.
1: yeah. But the this shocking scene of Cedric dying and Voldemort yeah. just appearing and and just surrounding him, and then, uh, I I guess I remember this movie differently because I thought it was Voldemort who killed him, but it was actually Wormtail, Wormtail that, that yeah. does yeah. the Avada Kedavra spell that kills Cedric, and then. Harry just goes back to the end of the competition. Everyone's cheering. He's just there holding Cedric's dead yeah, body. That was a really good scene. like
0: Harry won. Yeah, it's oh, so dark shit. though. He just like hold comes up, back and he's like
1: up. crying for help. I was he's like, saying, wow, someone help me. <laughs> yeah, so sad. Good scene. Um, some uh, I will
0: say that there's here's my notes I've taken on these. these are the ones I want to talk about. Uh, the dragon fight is probably the best CG. In that film, yeah, these film series really leading up yeah. to it, yeah, because I mean, they always had kind of a cartoony look until this one. I was like, man, this looks really good. Um, I like that Neville likes dancing, by the way. <laughs> I really thought that was cool that he was like really into it and he's like practicing by himself. And uh, also with Neville, you kind of learned about the his parents, parents a bit, yeah, what, what happened to them, they got tortured. So it's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, I like how Mad Eye at first seems like a drunk because he's drinking out of that flask. Yeah, but but then spoiler, you realize it's not really Mad Eye. Yeah,
0: once again, it's Polyjuice Potion. Which is crazy yeah.
1: that he's like that throughout the whole
2: film. So Mad Eye got taken from before you even meet the character. Yeah. I mean,
0: he his first thing he's literally looking up at Hogwarts in uh, the rain and mud. I'm like, must have happened sometime before. All right, <laughs> crazy fucks walking in, and he comes in late, and he's just like, hey. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like, he's crazy. He's Just, you know, <laughs> sipping that cough eye. medicine, you know? That's mad eye. Like, what's he drinking? I'm like, I don't know, man. But it's keeping him sane. But once again, Dumbledore too fucking trustworthy with people. He's yeah. like, yeah, he kudo. Cool, though. He cool. Um, I thought the Moaning Myrtle scene was pretty funny, too. When she's telling Harry about how to oh. do the egg, and he's just naked, and she just kind of gets a little peek. So, <laughs> she's little so a little too I mean, curious. I don't know. Apparently, it's big. <laughs> she's she's been dead
1: for a few years. Come on, it's a little lonely.
0: I did they bring up something too. Does Cedric say maybe four lines total in this whole fucking? He doesn't
2: really speak much. No,
1: I think the most he speaks is when he tells Harry. He's like about Harry, the egg yeah. and to hold it underwater. Sorry, everybody's picking on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I guess
0: technically he wasn't even. I guess Mad Eye Moody told him to tell him to tell that. Yeah, I mean the fake Mad Eye. So.
2: Uh, and yeah, Voldemort's little body. I wrote uh, Voldemort. <laughs> little ass body. Creepy. <laughs> but it is... You know what, though? I will I will add on to the fact that it does explain why Voldemort couldn't touch uh, Harry in the first film. He needed his blood. He needed his blood. And he and breaks now the spell. Like, yeah, yeah. The spell of love. He so just cuts man, it right out
0: of like, his face.
1: I was mm-hmm. like, come on, bro. I mean, what?
0: it's a dark ending, but it, it leaves a lot of hope at the end, which
1: yeah.
2: I, I think it ends really well, too.
1: And once again, Harry gets... Pretty beat up again, too. He gets, he again, I, I like that these movies aren't afraid to do like, that.
2: Like, this kid is traumatized. Even not, more I mean, than not he that, was that was I want horror. him to get beat up all
1: the time. Not just, the most like,
0: violent scene. I will I will bring up later which one I think is like the all time most violent scene in this, this series, but pretty close in this one, man.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: All right, let's move on to the next film. So, the next film Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah,
3: it's changing out there. There's a storm coming, Ari. Just like last time. The Ministry of Magic is pleased to announce the appointment of Dolores Jane Umbridge as High Inquisitor to address the falling standards at Hogwarts School.
1: Things at Hogwarts are far worse than I feared. You have
3: been told that a certain dark wizard is at large. This is a lie. It's not a lie. I saw it.
1: We've got to be able to defend ourselves. And if Ahmed refuses to teach us how, we need someone who will. Every great wizard in history has started out as nothing more than what
3: we are now. If they can do it, why not us?
2: That came out in 2007. Uh, This was directed by David Yates, um, and he's pretty much directing every Harry Potter film going forward. He also did Legend of Tarzan in 2016, which I thought was okay. Actually, it's not a bad movie. Yeah, Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, Synopsis here. With their warning about the Lord Voldemort's return scoffed at, Harry and Dumbledore are targeted by the wizard authorities as an authoritarian bureaucrat slowly seizes power at Hogwarts. And this takes place a year, of course, later in 1995. Uh, So you get to hear a lot more of uh, the political side of uh, the magical world of this film. Uh, We got new characters, Natalia Tina, who plays Nymphadora Tonks. George Harris plays Kingsley Shacklebolt. Timothy Bateson as Creature. Ivana Lynch as Luna Lovegood. And Helen Bonham Carter as Bellatrix Lestrange. This time we've got the new Defense of the Dark Arts teacher, Imelda Staunton, Dolores Umbridge. And Harry's hair in this one—it's pretty short hair. It's Short hair. Yeah, he he's he's got a cut, guys. guys. Yeah.
1: It's the shortest he's
0: had. Yeah, yeah. it's a short. It's, he's almost got like a like a crew cut. Almost. Yeah. He's like, oh, nice. Yeah, little fade. He's got a little fade. Yeah, on Yeah, a the little fuckboy boy fade. fade there. Okay. Like I said, he's, you know, nice he's learning thing. about
1: style. He's yeah. growing in the in the movie. Ninety-five.
0: You know, he saw Tony Hawk or something for, for the first time in his life. So <laughs> he's like, maybe.
2: And so this film uh, really tells you more about the uh, underground rebellion against Voldemort and gives you a lot of insight into what Harry's parents did and uh, what Sirius Black's role in all this was and, you know, why he kind of went to prison, what's going on with that. Um, Also gives you a setup on the inner workings of the Ministry of Magic and who's really, you know, Who's really the good guys, who's really the bad guys? Who the death Eaters It shows are. like a lot of corruption to Yeah. It, it this is where you're seeing how deep Voldemort's reach is now that he's back, especially and what and his what influence it takes. too. Yeah, and his yeah. influence. Um so Marco, you want to give us some thoughts uh, on this film of what you thought about it. I think this is like the first film after Goblet of Fire now that's pretty new to you, right?
1: Uh you do see how much influence Voldemort has in this, because I, I, I wrote down that the, the whole hearing about what what happened with Cedric was a, was a bunch of trash. Like, they just don't believe it. They don't right. want to hear it. It's like they like hear no evil, see no evil. But it, it shows just how much they truly fear this guy and what he did, and I thought that was pretty interesting. And they're, like, they're, like, afraid of Harry
0: Potter. For God's sakes, they, they get him on doing the Patronus in the beginning. Right, and they want to get like rid of him
1: right off the bat so. as soon as. But goes, it, at the same time, it's like he's being chased by a Dementor. Oh yeah, I mean, like, but
0: if it wasn't for Dumbledore popping in, they would have been like, oh my yeah, God, we exactly. Pushed, we pushed it up mm-hmm. two hours too. How'd you know?
1: But I like the the more serious tone of this movie. You can tell that this now things are really going to get deeper and darker, and like the real shit's about would, to happen. I would
0: say like this movie going forward, it's it it definitely is a
2: more adult and yeah. film. And like they earned that PG-13 rating. This one actually went back to PG. They did. Yes. And then they went back to PG-13. Oh, wow. Don't ask me why, guys. Don't ask me there why. There's some there was some like torture stuff going on in this film and
1: yeah, you know. uh, Be- Bellatrix Lestrange is just fucking creepy. You yeah. know what? Helena Bottom Carter
0: kind of plays the same character in every movie, but... But does it so well. God damn she does it well, right? Yeah, yeah
1: but I feel like this one, oh, this was a little bit different because she's... She's always nuts, dude. She's yeah, always some weird true. fucking character. But, but I, mean, uh, I it just works. like how It c- works, though. I'm not yeah. saying it doesn't, but... Yeah, I I like how capable she is, and you kind of learn throughout the series why she ends up being Voldemort's number two. Yeah, because she's out of out of everyone as scary as they are, she's the only one that I can that can actually accomplish from her mission. <laughs> yeah, Apparently, right? I mean, you think it'd be the Malfoys, but
0: after a while, you're like, man, these guys are kind of bitches, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Lucius is a broken man, dude. Yeah. He's just like, I'm just trying to get
0: out. of... It's yeah. like he joined a club. And they keep sending him mail for it. And he's yeah. like, I just don't know how to tell him I don't want to be part of the
2: club anymore. <laughs> he's got no choice.
0: He's like, I just keep getting these fucking DVDs grand on for 99 this. cents.
1: I can't be out of my money. Yeah. <laughs> I put so too much hard. into this bullshit now, man. So, so the ministry suspects Dumbledore and Hogwarts for some reason. And they send Dolores Umbridge to teach there mm. and keep an eye on things. And set up rules according to how the ministry does things. And, man, I was just gripping, like... My chair the whole time, like just watching her just place rules and trying to keep people from actually, you know, learning magic. And I'm just like, can someone just kind of drop her already? Oh, she's, please? she's,
0: I think she's more evil than Voldemort, man. I think so.
1: In the whole series, she's also the most annoying. So <laughs> she is, and yeah, you can see she actually like, the the pleasure in her eyes and on her face from like torturing these kids.
0: I mean, she thinks literally she's doing the right them. thing. She's I guess total hypocrite is what she is. She, I don't I, think so at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, she's but, using
1: the curse
2: spell, Crucius, with on them after telling them not to do it and saying desperate times. You know, you got to do this stuff when she one. uses That's it on true. a little
1: kid, and then Fred and George are consoling him. Yeah. I was like, man, it's pretty freaking. I love up. the
0: scene uh, where Fred and George are like, "Fuck school" at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, yeah, and they leave and. They
1: they just blow up shit. I was like, there you go. But what, one of the the real great montages that I enjoy is when Harry takes charge and says, fuck this. No, we're going to learn magic. These these guys are out of control. And they set up that secret room, and he's teaching mm-hmm. them how to control spells. And I think that yeah. whole area of showing them all grow because it, there's a payoff to that later on in the films. Right. And it, it's so cool to see Harry kind of like get into his role of becoming a, a leader, an essential part of this fight. Um, also, when Umbridge tries to kick out that teacher, and then Dumbledore just busts in and says, oh, "No, yeah. Professor mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, Trelawney." Yeah, he just says, "No, sorry, I'm still in charge." I really like that. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, what about you, James? Uh, yeah, I agree. This one's uh, this one
0: was uh, one of the ones I I think early on. It's also the shortest Harry Potter film, yes, by the way. Um, but it's one of the ones early on a couple years back when it came out. Obviously, I didn't like it as much I guess because I like the book a lot Mm -hmm. but I knew this is the big one where like Sirius dies and all that shit so um I thought they did good I thought the Luna Lovegood Ivana Lynch who plays her is really well done yeah she's exactly like that in the book she's super fucking weird but she's like you know she's like innocent weird yeah mm -hmm. I was about to say she's just innocent yeah it's it's not like a weird weird and it's just it's just it gives you more kind of in depth on her like how weird how really weird she is actually which is kind of funny (laughs) Uh, I like that Sirius explains his past and about how like Bellatrix is actually his cousin and he was like the first black that was not put in a Slytherin. All right. He got put in new Gryffindor, which is super uncommon. That's why his family even kind of a uh, black sheepdom too. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, though, I liked just the pacing of this movie. This is actually the biggest book in the series, which is funny. really yeah. This is the biggest one after this. They must they got, have cut out a lot then. They did cut out quite a bit. There's a lot of subplot, but I mean, it was a lot of bullshit. So this uh-huh. one works well. That's why I'm saying the the pacing of this one works so well. Um I think the highlight of me for uh, for this film though is definitely the Dumbledore versus Voldemort. Oh fight, yeah, that's what I was going to. Which up. is super yeah. intense. I remember this movie was actually partially in 3D. Yeah. So during certain scenes, it would have like the eyeglasses logo come on, I remember, and you put them (laughs) on. And it like during the fight scene, it was 3D. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is before like 3D was really popular. And I remember at that time,
1: I was like, this is fucking dope. I gotta say the movie also reveals something about service Snape as well, you get kind of a glimpse as to what his story and his role is, because Harry sees that memory of him being tortured. I, I mean, yeah, that, you yeah. finally see James wasn't, li- I
0: mean, all Jameses are like this, I guess, but <laughs> <Jeez>. I mean, <laughs> he's of inside, I guess James is kind of like an asshole mm-hmm. to Snape. But because... you learn
2: more of a reason why. It's more of a jealousy, if anything. But... I mean,
0: yeah, he was, you know, like, stay away from his health, you know, <laughs> Like, stay away from my, my girl, bro. <laughs> Jeez.
2: But I, I do agree that, you know, this. this, for me, made me feel, you know, like how I could really see how powerful the wizards are at their at their best, oh, because yeah, in the other dude. films you get a taste of magic. You know oh, they're yeah. pretty powerful under some interesting trinkets and stuff. This is what we wanted from the universe I was, yeah. I was uh, telling James, Count Dooku fight. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Episode two. I was telling James that as much training as Harry was giving them, yeah. the other students they learn nowhere. Magic. nowhere and you see them, the man. battle between the Death Eaters and the Order of the Phoenix all at right. the end when they're all doing Just jumping know,
2: through and like breaking hell shit. Yeah,
1: and without even having. Having to say the spells, because mm-hmm. James told me that the more advanced you are, the less you have yeah, to say they them. Say, oh, yeah. They're just, just fighting, it's and it's wild. By the it's way, wild.
0: adding on that, especially in Fantastic Beasts, I noticed something. Yeah, we'll, we'll say There's that. There's an especially power yeah. wizard that practically only says one thing. But um, like, oh, you know what? Shit.
1: Fuck Lucius Malfoy, man. Yeah. Damn. Man, he's kind of a dick, dude. That guy's a fucking chode.
0: And then I would have to say, too, guys, like, the Sirius Black, I, I like the fact that they don't make a huge deal of it. Like, yeah, they hey, just got to have to get moving happens. on. Yeah. It just fucking happens. Yeah. Yeah. And Bellatrix kills him, and then she's yelling out that, like, she killed him. And then I said in my notes that it was a very Star Wars-esque kind of scene with um, Voldemort kind of inside of Harry's head being like, oh, you have to mean it if you want to do this, like, yeah. to kill, like, and to kill her, basically. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. When he chased after her, though, that was also a really great scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After because uh, she's just serious, she, like I killed serious blood. Yeah, that Sirius was Black. such a good scene where he's they're just like fighting right there. They're almost victorious. They're almost gonna get away, and then she kills him right there. Really, really great scene.
0: Uh, last thing I'll say though is, um I guess Harry, you know, like a vulture, jumped in on Cho. <laughs> I like that.
2: <laughs> wow. He just saw quickly, the weakness in the bill. Jess quickly uh, dropped her though. Yeah, because right. she betrayed them. No remorse. No, she but them. she wasn't. No, yeah, do she, it.
0: she got tortured to tell him. Yeah. I like how like that pretty much blew it with them. And yeah. then I think uh, Grop, which is um Hagrid's half brother, that's yeah. kinda slow, I guess. But I mean they I mean
2: he serves a purpose in the film, which is great. He's
0: kinda the only thing I didn't like in yeah,
2: this one. It, it, it seemed, seemed almost like yeah. though, right? It was just there for it was only there for the very last part of the film. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he listened to Hermione. I guess yeah. so. those,
1: those centaurs, though, man, pretty freaky. Yeah, you know, honestly, I'd like pretty, to see freaky. more
2: about them because that's the second time you get to see them, and it's and that's the last time you see they're them. They're like wild creatures. That yeah, do
0: not like to. Te- they're, they're very territorial. Guys. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's very. They seem very interesting, and you'd want to know more about what's going on there. I was like, man,
1: they're so muscular. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I very much enjoyed it more this time, especially now that I got to finish it. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. And yeah. I mean, guys like.
0: I think you'll admit too. Uh, watching these back to back also Makes keeps it, it a lot more yeah. fresh. Yeah. Because I mean, when I saw these originally, I didn't go a back year and watch apart, them. each one. Yeah. Some of them are two years apart. I think, like from Order of Phoenix to Half Blood, know it's two years. So there's there's a, there's a gaps in these yeah. ones. So overall, solid film. I mean, w- once again, I think every one of these films are solid. So, yeah. all right, let's move on to our next film. Okay,
1: and the next movie in the series is Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince.
3: This place has known magic, very dark, very powerful, this time I cannot hope to destroy it alone. Times like these, dark times, it can bring people together. Take my hand they can't tear them apart these girls
0: they're gonna kill me Harry
3: this year Voldemort has chosen Draco Malfoy for a mission evil will pass through from their world into our own
1: this one came out in 2009 And it was directed by David Yates yet again. So this is actually the second time around that the series uses a director for a consecutive time. More than once, yeah. Yeah. And the plot to this one goes, as Harry Potter begins his sixth year at Hogwarts, he discovers an old book marked as The Property of the Half-Blood Prince and begins to learn more about Lord Voldemort's dark past. And just for reference, this movie takes place in 1996. Goody. Uh, we get a few more new characters in this one. Uh, we have Helen McCroy as Narcissa Mar- Malfoy, who is Draco-, Draco Malfoy's mother, and Jesse Cave as Lavender Brown. That's uh, uh, Ron's love interest in this, by the way, guys. Right. Yes. I put
0: that in there for a specific reason. All right, but you'll see why. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> that bitch dies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> and who's the defensive dark arts teacher in this one? Jim Broadbent as Professor Horace Slughorn. And Harry's hair in this one is still short. In this one, yeah, he, it's, yeah. it's not quite. I mean, he, he does not rock in the his, fade. He kind
0: of keeps his look for the rest. Yeah. of the Yeah, so uh-huh. he's
1: not rocking the fade. He let it grow a little bit. He's yeah. trying to look a little more adult. If anything, adult Hermione fucks
0: one. his hair up in like the last one, basically, yeah. and she admits it. Though. She tells him too. She's
1: like, "My beard." <laughs> so. Let's go over our thoughts on this one, guys. Then let's start with you, Nabil. What were your thoughts about this movie? I liked
2: this a lot more than I remember liking it the first time.
1: It's um, probably
0: my favorite
2: one. Dude. Yeah. I, honestly, I think this ranks up at the top here for me. Um, I mean, I remember, you know, the significance person who dies in this film is Dumbledore. Um, and that was pretty sad. But all of that leading up to it, the torture that he had to go through, he, Dumbledore obviously has a bigger part in this film, too, yeah, which is really well, neat. Yeah. Um, And just kind of seeing uh, Harry Potter getting, you know, emotionally involved with him and using him more as a mentor, learning about um, the the Horcruxes eventually, like that. All kind of just yes.
1: Which this will like a
0: lead into like the rest of the story, basically. Right, right. Yeah,
1: this movie definitely explains a lot more. There's a lot more exposition to this one, both on Voldemort, how he's able to be in most cases immortal. Yeah. As far as what Dumbledore has done already to try to prevent it, and what Harry's task is going to be from here on forward. Yeah. So, d- definitely, yeah, really good, solid sequel film. Yeah, it's it's
2: um, and it's just kind of cool too to the, the to get into the head of. A professor who had interactions with Tom Riddle and had no idea what was going to happen, and then being able to see, oh shit! Like, man, you see it even early on. It's yeah. like, dude,
0: where were there some lot of telltale signs that Tom Riddle was pretty fucking evil as a All kid? Right. But I oh, know he, he, he couldn't tell, bro. He couldn't tell. <laughs> dude, I told him I was like some omen-looking shit. Mm-hmm. I would be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should just take this kid yeah. out.
2: He's like, oh, it's just you know, just. <laughs> Just theoretical though. We're not really going to do any of this. Like, fucking kidding? Why is he even? Why are you even not telling anybody about this? This is serious stuff here. Yeah. So um, I do like that, and you get to see a little bit more of uh, Ron and Hermione's uh, love story grow a little bit more,
0: which is kind of cool because I, I mean, this time around, it's more like Hermione getting jealous of Ron. Yeah. And I she even brings up the fact, like, she's talking to Harry, like, wh- how do you feel when, like, you see,
1: like. Ginny, like the, with the tables of turn, dude, right? And oh, I mean, yeah.
0: that, I think that's a really well done scene. And it's funny because Ron's so fucking stupid that he doesn't understand what's going on.
2: Well, and Ginny is like way more forward in this film, too. I'm like, kiss, she finally kisses Harry in this one, yeah. too. She's yeah. like, like, No, oh, I know what shit. man I want. I'm going after this guy. Yeah, get it. about. so get it. W- shit.
1: with that, let's let's uh let's talk with James here now. What, what are your thoughts about this movie?
0: Uh, I like this one a lot. Uh, just like Nabil said. Uh, this one was better than this time around too for mm-hmm. me. I mean, maybe because we're taking—I was taking notes while we did it, so maybe that helps out. But I remember, I remember this one being good, but nothing like stand yeah. about it, I guess. But once again, when did this come out? This was uh two thousand nine, so I was like half the time in college already, so I don't know. I probably wasn't all there. <laughs> so I liked. Like you said, the Horcrux's reveal of it's cool. There's a nice little callback even to, like, the death of Aragog, the spider. Yeah. Which in this one, which is a callback
2: to Chamber of Secrets, which I thought was cool. (laughs) <laughs> which, um, which I do find is funny that Harry's like you know kind of he's on like the the luck, luck potion potion every and time he's just too. kind of like a little high with it and he's like oh and I pinters. think it's <laughs> one of the best scenes in the movie is yeah. where he's
0: just basically like going along Confidence, with everything yeah, like, yeah. His conf- I mean yeah it's confident the balls in this kid is just <laughs> insane at this point yeah and like when Slughorn when he catches him like stealing shit from the herbology area mm-hmm. he's like why don't you just come with me then. Yeah. He's like, okay. And then they're just talking. And then, I mean, it leads into everything. The reason why is why he's so um, lucky about it. But it's cool to see that Slughorn was the reason why the Horcruxes were created. Yeah. Because Tom Riddle asked him. In a way, because Slughorn has, like, his club where he chooses kids that are the best. It's like his collection. So, I mean, that was cool. Um, I liked Draco a lot in this movie, too. It shows that Draco isn't as bad as you think he is. He's He's just kind of in a situation where... He wants to please his parents, and the way to do that is to kind of do their plan with Voldemort to get the Death Eaters out there and basically kill Dumbledore, but at the time, Draco, you know, he obviously couldn't do it, so Snape ends up doing it, and I think that's a great scene, too, where Harry's kind of hiding, and he sees it happening, Um Another scene I like, too, is that Quidditch is actually back. This is the last time we see Quidditch
2: matches. It's a good Quidditch match. Yeah, that's a cool one. It's
0: cool that Ron... I mean, this also shows that Hermione... I don't know if she's just helping out a homie, but she even kind of cheats and makes the other guy kind of lose his spot. Yeah. And she's, you know, cheering him on. We have Lavender Brown, who just does way too much in this fucking movie. And she's just (laughs) really all over him. I think we've all had, like, a girlfriend that's just does a little too much. So, But, hey. Overall, solid film. Sad as fuck, really. It really is. Uh, but it also sets up the final two movies, so I think it works quite well.
1: Uh, I agree with what you guys said. This is actually my favorite one in the series. I kept praising it over and over again to James, kept texting him about it and telling him how much I really enjoyed it. this one. Even from the get-go, when it, it just starts off really dark. You see yeah. the it's Death really, Eaters yeah. going around. They kidnap Ollivander. They're just causing wreckage. They destroy a bridge and fucking kill people just mm-hmm. for the fuck. They're,
0: just, they're just kind of flexing their power. Yeah. yeah. By the way, it,
1: why did they burn down Hagrid's house? That's kind of fucked up, right? Just just for the hell of <laughs> just it, man. Just right. yeah, they you know, can, like, just because they can. Just because they can. But, you know, you, you start off seeing Harry trying to mac on someone. And it's like, all right, Harry, there you go. And then, you know, Dumbledore comes and cock blocks and says, we got to go right now. It's, you know what time it is. Yeah. But a um, little slughorn to reveal, too. But it's it's cool how it starts off kind of mysterious that Dumbledore is just sort of feeding Harry information as he goes and finally tells him, you know, what he needs to do and showing him a little bits and pieces of the puzzle. It shows more of their bond and their trust with each other. But at the same time, he's Dumbledore's not really revealing all too much, which is cool. Still sort of thinking Harry isn't ready for much of it. The, the whole. Malfoy and and Harry fight. Well, not really fight, but th- their whole tension, I think, is really good in this one. It shows that Harry's not afraid to step up to him, too. No, Because Malfoy know. breaks his nose on the train, and then when he sees him again, he sort of, like, scoffs at is Harry. To walk to and again? Harry yeah. just sort of, like, nods at him, like, yeah, you got a cheap shot, you fucker. I kind of mm. like that. I think this is one of the ones where... I think it also shows you, like, hey, Draco's not as dumb as you think. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. he's.
2: I mean, you know, when it comes to a serious situation where killing somebody, he he's obviously not someone who wants
1: to feel right. You know, like he can do that, but he
2: he gets to hold his own.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but I feel this movie is one where Daniel Radcliffe and cast and crew are really comfortable with their characters. I am. He's he just fills that character that Harry character so well. Him and Ron just being in the hallways, just being jackasses and being scolded by the teachers yeah, was really around, cool. You know. When they're fighting over the textbook was really awesome as well. It just kind of shows that they, they've been doing this for years and they have that chemistry oh, and yeah. can do these these scenes so easily. It, it, it just worked well. the The whole kind of love triangle between Lavender, Brown, Ron, and Hermione I think was done very well. Uh, you kind of get to see that these characters truly, really care about each other and love each other. And yeah, I'm glad that, that Harry and Jenny finally like hook up and make out. And I'm like, finally, yeah. finally happened. Very come subtly
2: on, too. Like it's just like this happened, and then it's just assumed that they're a couple. Like you don't really have to see too much of anything
1: else going on. I mean, on. she's technically liked him forever. Too. Yeah, well, yeah, so, right. Yeah. But I also do agree that come on, Dumbledore, you can see that kid was going to be bad. Come on now. (laughs) Seriously? Uh, Yeah. Anyway. But I mean, Dumbledore was in in his younger life. He thought he could help. Yeah. Yeah. The whole confrontation at the end with the Death Eaters and Dumbledore and just Snape just showing up at the end. And you're wondering, all right, who's going to do him? Who's going to do him? And then Snape just does it. Yeah. It's just such a rough scene. I was like, damn, Dumbledore. The OG is gone. Uh-huh. That kind of you hit me pretty hard. find out he's the uh, half-blood prince, too. But you though. see the stakes of this. You see exactly how powerful the Death Eaters are and what they're up against. And it's not just a gang of them. It's a whole fucking army of them that they've got to fight and yep. that they got to prepare for. Right. On top of trying to find all the Hulk and trying to weaken Voldemort for the final fight. But it was, overall, it was, a, it was a great film. I liked it. It didn't hold back. didn't pull its punches. And yeah, it's my fair one of the series. Nice. movie all right let's move on to our next one here
0: harry potter and the deathly hollows part one
1: harry potter
3: the boy who lived come to die Ooh.
0: All right, so this guy, uh, part one of part two, obviously. So we're going to do part one. It came out in 2010, uh, directed by David Yates again. As Harry races against time and evil to destroy the Horcruxes, he uncovers the existence of the three most powerful objects in the wizarding world, the Deathly Hallows. So technically part one and two, it's from 97 and 98. It kind of delves into that because he doesn't go back to school anymore, so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so that's why, once again, there's no defense against the dark arts. Uh, the only new character they really introduce in here, there's a new uh, Minister of Magic, Minister Rufus Sc- Scrimgore, pulled by Bill Niley by the way. Um, a lot of people die in this movie, too,
2: by the way. We'll do. go into that
0: in a second. Uh, Harry's hair, from this point going forward, is just kind of rustled up. So. <laughs> First off, Hedwig dies, and, yeah. to begin with. Uh, Mad-Eye dies, both in the same kind of scene. Mm-hmm. Dobby dies at the end, which is very heroic. we'll we'll definitely talk about that. And Grindelwald dies as well by Voldemort. So, and look at that. First mention of Grindelwald, which plays off as a bigger part of the prequel series. So um, let's start with you then, Marco, on this one. What uh, did you think about the Deathly Hallows part one?
1: I enjoyed it. I know I heard some uh, critique about the movie and how it's all set up and like no bite to it. I don't agree with that 100%. Agree with that either, yeah. There there's I do I do think there's a lot of skipping around. It it feels like at the beginning there's a lot more going on with all the disapparating happening at the beginning of the movie and then there's some lull time because they're they got to hide from the death eaters and they're hiding yeah. out in the wilderness and it does it does sort of slow down in the middle and that was kind of my only real complaint about it, but aside from that, I liked how you visit Harry's birthplace and you get to know a little bit more about where he comes from and the importance of that place. Uh, when he goes to his actual parents' house and, um, it's just sort of touching. It's just sort of like, Oh man, like he's, he's never been there before, you know, and not yeah. since that horrible night and, uh, it, I can relate to that feeling. Um, his parents' headstones, I like how he looks at them and kind of gives away the timeline if you're kind of paying attention. Right. Yeah, it definitely cool. does. When, uh, <laughs> When Hermione breaks uh, Harry's wand, I'm like, "Come on, really? <laughs> like, it's the one." It, 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 I didn't. What a
0: creepy scene, by the way. Yeah, yeah.
1: but also I kind of find it weird that they did that because his wand was the twin of Voldemort's wand, and it was one of the things that he could use to to fight him. So I kind of find it weird if that they only- decided to get rid of that. I mean, it would only have worked if if
0: uh, he kept using his wand, but. Um, Voldemort stopped using his other wand. He started using right. the Elder Wand anyway, so it wouldn't yeah. have mattered.
1: But uh, I do like the connections, like the the mention of Grindelwald in this movie. Yeah, and that's later really The cool, Fantastic Beasts, uh, the animation story that shows the Deathly Hollows and the story of the three brothers. I thought that was really fucking awesome. Like, yeah, it just different sort kind of, of style that we've you know. never seen. Too. And it it calls back to the earlier movies where Harry gets the invisible cloak, because it turns out that's one of the Deathly Hallows. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool that you're making that set piece important to the story because, you know, it was sort of like a gag that they used for a few times in the movie and then it sort of like got lost, you know, in the story. Yeah. But it actually does show some importance to it. And, of course, the the losses to the good guys, like everyone dying, uh, Mad-Eye, Hedgewick huh, the Owl, like that also died very H- heroically H- 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 as well. Yeah, trying to protect his master. H- and H- she was H- brave. H- Got
0: no um, <laughs> I was
1: like, shit. When Ron's brother gets injured as well on the way back. Yeah, George uh, gets yeah, a seriously bad. Uh, that I was like, oh man. So they're not afraid to you know maim or I mean, you know I mean, put it, the real characters only, in danger.
0: It, it only gets worse from that point. Yeah, uh,
1: but I gotta say the one scene that really stood out to me uh, the most was uh, Dobby dying. I legit uh, lost my shit. I was literally bawling my eyes out when he died. Like, I was trying not to, but that scene was very well done. And this is a CG character, one yeah. <laughs> that I didn't like at one first. One you don't even fucking like. But over, over the course of time, I grew to like him and found out that, hey, okay, he was being forced to do that shit. He's trying to help out the good guys and try to stop evil. And, man, just... Man, it was just it was just <laughs> rough. It was just really rough. But, yeah, overall, um, decent movie. Not... You're not in my, my top three, but overall, pretty good sequel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Neville?
1: Um, I mean,
2: honestly, one of my favorite scenes in that film is near the end where Harry and Ron and Hermione, they're all kind of trapped in Bellatrix, and you kind of see how scary Bellatrix is, like, torturing Hermione, yep. you know? Oh, yeah. That's, and, like, that's a pretty intense scene. You don't really see yeah. Hermione in that kind of position until then. Right. And you could tell that she's, like, deathly fearful for her life. Like, she doesn't know what's going to happen, and she thinks yeah. she's going to die. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Dobby coming in to save the day is great, but just that whole part of it being so tense and scary, and nobody knows what's really going to happen—you know—that that right there, I think, was a good sell for that movie. Um, the in between, some of the infighting, the, the severity of the Horcrux, uh, and you know, weighing down on them, kind of like the ring from the Lord of the Rings kind of, style, yeah, yeah, know. yeah. I mean, that's what the Horcrux do. It's
0: it's the spirit right. of Voldemort built in, right? In, so.
2: And you know, so he's he it it weighs down on them and kind of makes him a little angry, but. Um, that, that, was, that was kind of slow, you know, a little filler for me. Um, yeah. Th- th- I, I thought well, watching it a second time would give me, you know, and says like, oh, it's not that bad. And it wasn't as bad as I remember seeing in the theaters. I do, I mean, and this is probably more for the, when we talk about the second one, but when Harry Potter sees um the sword of Gryffindor, you know, in the lake, and he calls to him, so he's going on to go after it. But um, he also sees a doe, his mother's door there. Cool. I mean, we learn more about it, obviously, in part two. yeah. But- but, I, you know, I find I still I get confused by the timeline of everything that's happening. So I guess we'll talk about it in the second film. But that's pretty neat just to be able to see that and him feel like he's not alone and somebody's guiding him somewhere. And Ron saw it too. So it's not like Harry's yeah. tripping balls or something like that. He's seeing some, some other magic happening. Um, that's a pretty good scene um, that happens as well. And Ron kind of rekindling their friendship when Ron comes in and saves the day. So I, I like that a lot too. Um,
0: so the ones that stood out to me is just right off the bat I liked how everyone in, in the beginning of the film before the title sequence even comes on is like um we see what everyone's doing getting ready right. like hermione wipes her family's like it's memories of her which is a really sad moment yeah uh, first time you actually see hermione's house by the way mm-hmm. so um that's that with the kind of all the baddies kind of like meeting up in like the Injustice League kind of look. Yeah. Uh man, like the Malfoys are looking rough as all fuck. Like Lucius looks like he's this is definitely where it's like he's he's like, Man, I made a wrong move somewhere. Yep. Two yeah. to back out now. Uh we finally meet Bill Weasley in this one. I actually put it down in part two. It's actually part one. So Bill Weasley, played by Domino Gleason, who went off to do some Star Wars films. He's marrying Fleur, by the way. Which yeah. is a cool little connection. I don't know how the fuck they met. Actually, I do know how they met. They just don't tell you. In the books, when... uh, You see Fred, like, twice in the books before this moment. In the first movie, and also in Goblet of Fire. He's the one that brings the dragons to the wizarding tournament. That's pretty cool. And that's where he meets Fleur, actually. So, technically... That's where the connection is. But I mean if you never read the books, you'd be like, How'd they meet? I don't know. They just moved oh, okay. everybody. he was after gel bait. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, she was a seventh year yeah, right? yeah. You have to be s seventeen, I guess, so that's legal age in England so <laughs> mm-hmm. or some shit. Uh Lubin and Tonks are married, they're gonna have a kid. Uh I think they use polyjuice potion a little bit too much in these movies at this point. This is where the mission impossible S kind yeah, of feeling beginning. gets. I'm like polyjuice potion mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Okay, but it's cool the scene where they're all Harry Potter. Yeah. And they have to go off. Uh, Luna's Love, Luna Lovegood's dad is just as weird as her. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Because, I mean, he comes off as hella cool in the beginning. But then by the time we get back to him later, I'm like, this guy. Something's awesome. up with this guy. A weird. Uh, we get Dolores Umbridge back in this one as well for a, a kind of a scene. And she's still fucking evil. So uh, The scene that I was talking about before where the most violent is when Ron is leaving the ministry. When they're escaping it, he gets caught by the main aura And he's pulled in. And he gets absolutely fucking torn up, dude. Like, his arm is just practically gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Hermione's freaking out. This is the scene I remember when this was coming out. There was some controversy because uh, the original trailer showed Hermione with all the blood on her hand when she's putting it up and Mm -hmm. putting up the thing. And then they removed it afterwards because it was too violent. And then she had, like, clean hands. So I was like, oh, what happened there? But that's something... uh, The Grindelwald... uh, Grindelwald... uh, version of showing him as a young man still the uh, elder wand is really cool it's our first time that we see Grigorovich, who's another wand maker shows you that it's not just Ollivander there are other wand makers in right. the world and that's who uh Voldemort went to basically I thought that uh, dance between Hermione and Harry was fucking weird as fuck yeah I was like, <laughs> that, oh, that was, song
1: that song is so out of place bro I, you know, yes watching, right. like, that doesn't fit like in the
0: I don't like the way this is coming up guys yeah
1: yeah, I see, it's stuff like that where I can see the the critique of this movie and why some people were like, "All right, it's not the best one of the two parts." I mean,
0: it's also weird that when Ron sees him uh, Harry and Hermione kissing and shit, mm-hmm. like the behind the scenes thing on that's hilarious because they actually had to do that, and they were both like naked. Yeah, I was they like, had they're had not wear. wearing any clothes. No, like, she had a wig. she wore something that covered herself, but right. they said it was hella weird because once again, like she considers Rupert Grant and Dana Radcliffe like her brothers because she's known right. for like. Most of her fucking life, so sense. they said it was hella weird. And they did like super like so many takes of it to huh. get it down right. They're like, "Fuck, man." Uh, the scene I want to talk about though, because I know we're going over this one a bit. Because there's a lot to this movie, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is where N- 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 Nagini, the snake, is acting like she's Bathilda, the fucking old lady. Yeah, so that's creepy. That's a fucking creepy scene where Harry's yeah. like not looking at her. She's like coming out of the skin, uh-huh. like the snake's inside. So yeah. Bathilda is the great aunt of Grindelwald. So, she's been living in Godric's Hollow forever. So, she's supposed to have some shit on Grindelwald. But, I mean, the whole thing's a trap, basically. All right. And when the snake com- I mean, I've always been scared of snakes to begin with. So, <laughs> just seeing that again, too. I was like, this bitch is crazy. You know what I mean?
1: And especially <sighs> a big-ass snake just coming Fucking right at snake. you. Yeah. It's
0: like, out of nowhere. It's like, okay. But it, it's dope when, like, eventually, as you know, he finds the sword. And then Ron is the one that has to destroy it. Yeah. Which is a nice little kind of... um. Like, truthfully, I was talking to my friend Pod this weekend, and you guys no. noticed that Ron has no real
2: strength? No. He's a pretty subpar wizard no. to begin with. He's not a, but he has a yeah, he's he's strong. Hermione's. Like,
0: yeah. Is he?
2: I mean, he chickens out most of the time, but when it comes to it, he'll be the first. I mean, one but I'm wizarding wise, Ron's pretty subpar. Yeah. I mean, he's not yeah. Neville Longbottom
0: terrible, but he's close.
1: Uh, truthfully, I think Neville's better than him.
0: I mean, he Neville, Neville definitely gets lucky. But Neville as well is not truthfully a great wizard. Like he's no. good at herbology. Which he is. Right. And he becomes eventually he becomes the professor of herbology, uh-huh. by the way. So hey, a little spoiler. Overall though, it's, it's it sets it up a lot of shit here. Uh even near the end too, like when they all are at the Draco by the way, Draco lives in a fucking mansion. The scariest looking mansion I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Right. You guys notice that? Well, not his, his, not his, parents,
1: his parents are death eaters. So. I
0: mean, even before I would have been like, yo, bro, you guys look like you got a bad guy hideout here. <laughs> but uh, whatever. You got a dungeon? Why well, you fuck you got a dungeon down here? But Vol-
1: Vol- Voldemort, you know, requested it. They were yeah, like, But then hey, Dobby's like,
0: don't worry, I'll help you guys. And then, you know, oh, shit man. happens. So oh, yeah. overall, it's a setup one. It's not one of my favorites, but it was I truthfully to me, I liked it. I thought it was cool, man. And then the scene was just Voldemort getting the elder one at the end and That scene is straight from the book, so that was really
2: really cool, too. All right, guys, let's move on to the last of the original Harry Potter films. So this film, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. came out a full year later, 2011, directed again by David Yates, uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione search Voldemort's remaining Horcruxes in their effort to destroy the Dark Lord as the final battle rages on at Hogwarts. And this takes place in 1998, and then at the very, very end of the film, there's a little epilogue that takes place in 2017. Um, we do have a couple new characters in here. Um, well, really, Bill Weasley was in the, the previous film that was yeah. again, Dumbledore Gleason. But we do have Claren Hines. That's Aberforth Dumbledore. Dumbledore's, uh, is it older, brother?
0: Truthfully, I don't know, yeah, I'm actually. not sure if he's older or younger. I'm not they sure. Say... I mean, he well, looks old brother. as fuck, too. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's his brother. Good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so, the Defense of the Dark Arts teacher in this one. Well, we, we have no idea because uh, we're not going out. to school in this one. so yeah, school's yeah. out. It's done. I mean, technically um, they mentioned
0: that they were like, uh, remember Neville says something about like, oh, we were torturing, like they wanted to torture first years or right. something. So yeah. someone's teaching it. Yeah. I don't know who it is, though.
2: But Snape is the headmaster of Hogwarts now that Dumbledore's gone. Yes, he is. Um, so you find out a little bit about that. Um, how long is Harry's hair in this one? It's still rustled in a big way. It, his hair is just, I mean, why even have it's it? It's like a middle-aged man. Like, it's just you in know? the way. He definitely just looks there. like he's like 20-something. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's> getting much <laughs> older. Um, and then, the, this, so this is definitely the big epic fight that you build towards. Um, there, There's so many people dying in this film. And some people that are relatively larger characters, you um, will be characters at least, um, dying. There's a lot of people that were A characters from the first couple, couple of films. So there's a lot of sad moments here. Um, but the kind actions of. are pretty good.
1: Kind yeah.
2: of. Well, Marco, let's get your
1: take. What did you think about this film? I I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, and I'll get to like my opinion on the deaths in, in a little bit. But... Just from also from the get go, because I, I pay I don't know, for some reason, I pay attention a lot to the intros of these movies. And this one, starting with the Dementors, just around Hogwarts, just, yeah. just so creepy. Like the music's I, really good, too. Yeah, I, I thought it was yeah. really awesome. I thought it was really awesome to kind of see, uh, neville longbottom it's one of my notes uh kind of grow into like a little brave guy because he's sort of just a side character yeah. throughout the rest of the movies and you kind of see him grow a little bit more but oh, now, now he's a little bit more of like a leader he's taken over the reins while harry and crew are gone and he's been watching over the, the rest of the classmates i thought that was really cool in this movie can't believe he we went back
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i can't believe anyone went back by right. the way Seriously, I'd have been like, No, we're just gonna stay there, we're just gonna get in hiding forever. in school." <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Like, at, th- at this point, it's, it's I think it's all out of fear because now we're at a point where the Death Eaters and like Voldemort and the rest of his followers, who's there's like a shit ton, have pretty much taken over the ministry, they've pretty much taken over the world of Wizarding right now. So everyone out of fear is just acting like, Hey, we're gonna do this because otherwise they're gonna kill us anyway. Right. And I think that's really why they're doing it because I kind of questioned it throughout the movie too. And I'm like, Why? Why is everyone still, you know, doing their daily routine? But I get it. There's only a few people who are resisting, like, the Order of the Phoenix or what's left of them. I think Nabil's right. I think if they don't do it, there's probably, like, a threat of death or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like people are not going to sacrifice their kids because we obviously know that they're not afraid to kill kids. They're hunting Harry Potter and his two friends. So, I think that had to do a lot of it. Um, But... Uh, I'll go ahead and skip to the the big fight because that's what we're waiting for. I thought it was really awesome when they put up the defenses around hogwarts that was awesome yeah it's just the it special effects. i don't know why yeah. <laughs> the special effects were really cool those big fucking statue things were awesome that you've seen yeah. in the background of every movie by the way yeah and you, you know finally what know like, oh, what, God, what they're real what they're doing um or even prior to that i like when harry potter just busts in where everyone's like we're looking for harry potter we're looking for harry potter and he just busts in he's like i'm right here <laughs> Right. come at me and he just calls out the Snape and cape. says tell him how you killed him. Uh-huh. Tell him how he trusted you and I was like, "Damn." That was a rough scene. And then McGonagall even stepped up. She's yeah. like, "I ain't doing this shit today, bro." Uh-huh. Yeah, mm. and then she like pretty much pushes him away. That's pretty awesome. He kind of like and runs away, yeah. Yeah, but the battle scene was great when Voldemort gets there with his fucking thousands of followers and he just just attacks the the defenses with the Elder Wand yeah. and it's like just tearing everything down. Including the wand itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the the Those followers, the the one that looks like a werewolf, and then the other guy, I, I don't know their names, but they're the ones that were really hunting Ron and... Oh, the Snatchers. I, yeah. they're the called Snatchers. Snatchers. Yeah, there we go. They were pretty badass looking. I thought I, Neville
0: I, and uh, Seamus basically sets up the explosives on that bridge, yeah, too. Yeah. 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 They kill a lot of people. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah,
1: they killed those guys. They yeah. didn't just disappear. All no, right, those are no, dents. they fell to their deaths. But uh, the snatchers were creepy looking. I thought they were cool. I thought they're they were... kind of
0: almost like wildlings, by the way. Kinda yeah. Kinda, yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: agreed. But um, that was a really cool scene too, when they're all like having that showdown at the bridge. And like James said, Neville like just blows up the bridge. I thought that was really awesome too. Um, man, they burned down the Quidditch fucking stadium for real. <laughs> they did a lot of stuff. Did yeah. they really
2: have to do that? Anyway. It could all be um, fixed by magic, right? It's
0: fine. Yeah, the, the I mean, death... after seeing Fantastic Beasts, I was like, man, they could fix that. Yeah,
1: yeah. But the pan shot of Hogwarts under attack was just epic, with the battle going around and mm-hmm. everyone fighting. I thought that was really well done. The de- some of the deaths, I think they skipped over, and you just sort of see the aftermath, yeah. which I, I get. But I'm I like, th- man, they could have. Done... I want to
0: say it was for rating wise. You can't show a certain amount of people dying in a movie. And f- without getting a rated R rating, mm-hmm. oh, okay. so they could. If you want to, if you want to see them, uh, I highly recommend Read the reading book. the book because yeah. they yeah. tell you about every one of those deaths. Mm-hmm.
1: Damn, uh, Hermione and Ron finally kissing. Jeez, Jeez. I know. I it mean, it's cool movies. for us
0: because like we were like finally, but once again, behind the scenes, it was hella awkward for them. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, because once again, they were uh, like brother and
1: Fighters, Yeah. And uh, last but not least, the Snape reveal and his whole backstory and how. Man, his death scene was pretty brutal. Yeah, uh, just getting a slow t- his throat sliced and then getting attacked by uh, mm-hmm. Yagini yeah. over and over again, um, and still being able to just tell Harry to take his his memories through his tears. Right. I thought to that put was in a pencil, yeah. yeah,
0: that was a good scene. I like that a lot
1: actually. And he was
0: just begging him to take it. I was like, oh man, because he wanted him to know he didn't want to die and mm-hmm. not
1: like- yeah he felt
2: like a villain
0: and yeah. to yeah. know
1: that. Uh, Dumbledore asked him to kill him because he had been cursed from destroying the Hogwarts. So yeah, and he was going to die Basically, in. the yeah. ring of
0: uh, that's the ring from Salazar Slytherin. Yes. So that ring cursed him, so he had like a year left to live, anyways, and it was it was closing in on it. Supposedly. Yeah,
1: that's why his hand looked like uh, like burntish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But overall, solid movie, a great bookend to everything, and a good payoff. Uh, it was a little sad to have the series end and to see them all growing up at the end and giving off to the next generation of wizards. I was like, man, it, it felt like an epic adventure in the end. It did,
2: yeah. That all It wrapped it up really well.
1: Yeah, But, about, yeah, uh, loved it. What Those about you, James? Uh,
0: so I have a couple things here that I brought up. I, I agree with Mark on this one. I like how it comes full circle, too, in the movie. Uh, I especially like the fight scene between um, Harry and Voldemort. The fact that he calls him like Tom, Yeah. Mm. he basically jumps off, he has no
2: respect for him. I, yeah. I do. I don't know. Oh, I, I love that too, though. Really? He's like, "Fuck you." He's never been oh, yeah. afraid of that guy. Very bold, like just how he's going after him. He's like, "I don't give a fuck about you." Like, yeah. if this is gonna. I'm, I already let's, died. For let's this. let's
1: <laughs> end you this know, like we started yeah. together. And he just. I jumps thought it was a cool
2: them. scene too, with the kind of battle scene,
0: like the Dark Lord's gotten all the like the trolls on his side and right. shit, and he has all the snatchers and they're they're rushing him, and people are just getting. Killed. It gets really chaotic, and I I like the sequence that that one plays out with. Like I said, it's kind of it sucks that a lot of people do die in this one. Yeah. For instance, what I was trying to mention earlier too was that the um the most violent one I've seen too is the one chick from that liked Ron basically. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? God damn it, I had it right here. Uh, Lavender, Lavender. Brown. So she's getting her throat ripped out by the that guy's a werewolf too. By the way, mm-hmm. his yeah. name's Fenrir or something or yeah. something. It's once again the Latin word for wolf, which is weird, but. He is literally like ripping her throat out, then Hermione kills him by shooting him through the wall and yeah. he falls out. But I was like, God damn. At that point, I was like, Well, this could be anyone's game. Mm-hmm. Fred dies in this one. Yeah. Tonks and Lupin oh, die. Man. Fred. Um, I like that Neville does get his shi- time to shine here by yeah. killing Nagini. He does. And it's kind of cool because he, after that, like the balls in this guy. He's like, mm-hmm. I got to tell Luna I like her and shit. Yeah. Draco, I thought uh, that it came full circle. Like, finally. Harry's like not Harry, as much as he doesn't like this dude, is still a good guy. Yeah, and he's like, we have to go back. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Goyle dies, by the way. His one homie. He's the one yeah. who almost tried
2: to kill Hermione. <laughs> dude, he right? Straight up murdered. Yeah, tried to murder her. You I tried like, He did fuck. that a lot of curse. Yeah. I was yeah. like, holy so was crap!
0: Like, the fucker couldn't control his fucking fire shit mm. either. So I mean, he saves Draco, and then that's Draco's mom. Basically, is you know, she that's her point. I mean, I wrote on my notes. It's like even Draco's mom's tired of being a bad guy. Yeah. She's like, man, fuck this shit. Yeah. She's like, "Is he alive?" She's like, "Yep, he's dead." Mm-hmm. And then they they bounce though, mm-hmm. so yeah,
2: yeah. Which which I think is a really good tell is that it's it's about fear, because as soon as everybody finds out Harry Potter's still alive, they're like, "Oh fuck this!" And we're gonna leave. Like, oh we're yeah, not definitely. Like half of the crew just left, and it was really just Voldemort left to try to stop it. So um,
0: yeah, no, and it's yeah, because they're like, "No, we're good with this. yeah, we're getting like, out of here." I mean, there's 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 repercussions because of that shit later on, but right. I mean, the first, the last, there's three things I want to bring up. On, uh, f- kind of fun fact, Snape was the first one that actually found Harry. Yeah. Which was kind of a cool, I forgot that happened, actually, to tell you the truth. Uh, I like that his Patronum is also a doe. Yeah. Leading into your kind of a.
2: Which is, so which is where I wanted to ask, because, so he sent the doe to Harry. He sent it to help But him. Yeah. technically, I mean, was it just a year beforehand that it found him? Because that scene with Dumbledore was already dead when harry was out in the woods so that's where i get confused at but remember
1: he's he told harry that hogwarts will help those who deserve it so i think that had to do something with it where hey it what are you talking of, about like the
2: so there's still the scene where dumbledore and snape are going over what's supposed to happen that you know, yeah yeah that's harry's gonna the die prince. right and so he sends the dough out to harry oh, no
0: no he's just showing him the dough
2: Oh, see, I thought
0: that he was scene, sending it. By the it way, to him. was not from the Half Prince. He's showing him way in the past.
2: Yeah, that's
1: I know yeah, that was with you, Bill. I thought the same yeah, thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, he sent it His earlier. His scene in where advanced. he's crying and stuff yeah. is
0: like 1981. I see. He's showing him like that's how much he loves Lily Potter. That's how he proves when he gets sucked in. And says, "Don't kill me." All right. That's literally like 1980. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want Dumbledore summoned him, and he's basically a, a I'm about to kill me. Yeah. A double spy, I guess, All something right. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's like, I double trust agent. you. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's. Oh, so yeah, the dog just
2: did show up just out of nowhere then? No, Is that he a sent
0: way? it out eventually just to help him out.
2: Just in the middle of some time.
0: Or he was in that. He was probably there. I believe he's in the forest with him. Okay. Recording the books. He's not actually. I know, see. Twelve thousand miles. Away. Yeah, I was like, that he's seems like, so find weird, them, guys. So he he was helping him essentially. He definitely was. He's been helping yeah. him the whole time. Okay. I like that. Belichick's finally dies too. I know.
1: I like she that Ron, Ron Weasley's mom does yeah. it. I know. She's actually uh,
0: supposedly in the Wizarding World is like a really good duelist. She I always know. has been, I guess. Dude, she fucking like turned her into stone and mm-hmm. fucking crumbled. I was like, yeah. damn, she got whooped. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgot that Hagrid got captured in the forest? Yeah. that I totally forgot about that scene. I was like, damn, Hagrid got the short end of the stick big time in this fucking series. <laughs> yeah. <dude." laughs> I mean, yeah, he broke some rules, but fuck, he's like, you know. Uh, I thought the scene where Harry is ready to die, like he sees the ghosts of the people, all the people that he really loved, mm-hmm. like his parents Lupin and Sirius, and how Sirius is telling him it's just like falling asleep. I was like, yeah. or quicker than falling asleep. I was like, damn, dude. I was like, that's kind of this is kind of deep, but uh, overall cool, especially with the little epilogue. Shows like, hey, this is them. I mean, it's kind of funny because you see Ron and he got fat. Yeah, of course. He's, a, Not he's so like a dad <laughs> dad <and shit. laughs> Once again, like I said, subpar was it? Yeah,
2: I do find it interesting, too, that when Harry does die and he kind of goes in the in-between place, it can cross. They the never explained it like, did yeah. he, how do he come back? Yeah. so Because they show the resurrection stone. He drops it quite a ways off of where he's standing in front of him. So I don't know if there was some way to make it work before he dies. You know? but um maybe he had to touch it i truthfully i don't remember yeah i don't um, really know how that happened but I it was very it. interesting like just how they show um the little baby uh voldemort in the corner over there
1: like, yeah, it's like it's kind of weird right, right? Yeah. Yeah. i was the, like, I like ah, correct. creepy voldemort yeah. i was like he's, he's back like, yeah. that's the part of him that was in you it's dying he's like he's <laughs> a little fetus cool huh
0: but yeah overall <laughs> very fantastic good. end to the series yeah. so all right let's get into the final film here guys which is the beginning of the new prequel series And Marco will end it off here with us.
1: Okay, so our final film in our Harry Potter-a-thon is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. You've known for 24 hours that an unregistered wizard set magical beasts loose in New York. Yes. Where is this man?
3: So... You're the guy with the case full of monsters, huh? Use travels first.
2: Mr. Scranda, do you know anything about the wizarding community in America? We don't let things loose.
3: Hey, Mr. English guy! I think your egg is hatching.
2: You wiped his memory, right? The no magic. The what? No magic. The non-wizard.
3: I'm sorry, we call them muggles. Think I'm dreaming.
1: i give it away. I ain't
3: got the brains to make this up.
1: And this movie came out in 2016. It was directed also by David Yates, who had done the last four Harry Potter movies. Yeah. So this movie's technically a prequel, and the synopsis goes: The adventures of the writer Newt Scamander, in New York's secret community of witches and wizards, 70 years before Harry Potter reads his book in school. This takes place, again, in the past, in 1926, which is 65 years before the Sorcerer's Stone. And it stars Eddie Redmayne as Newt, Colin Farrell as Graves, Catherine Waterston as Tina, Dan Fogler as Jacob Kowalski, Ezra Miller as Credence Barebone, Jen Murray as Chastity Barebone, and John Voight as Henry Shaw Jr. I'm sorry, Sr. Jr. is a... Junior gets murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Junior now with us. I was like uh, Also Christ. stars uh, also stars Allison Siddol as Queenie, Ron Perlman as Narlac, and Johnny Depp as Grinderwald himself. So again, this movie is a prequel taking place many years before Harry Potter and his adventures, and centers around the author of the fictitious book fantastic beasts and where to find them and if you have a keen eye and ear you'll know that it's one of the textbooks that the kids receive at the beginning of the first Harry Potter movie so I thought that was pretty interesting and with that being said let's start with you Nabil what were your thoughts of this movie in the Harry Potter series I think um, it's
2: definitely Harry Potter which is great um, because when I, I, I watched it later so I just as recently just been able to watch this and I um, didn't get a chance to see it when he came out in theaters the first time. Watching it and seeing how it really is reminiscence of Harry Potter and it still has that kind of feel of the magic and whimsy, whimsicalness mm-hmm. is really great. What I really do like about it is that it's a new setting. It's in New York. They have different sets. It's a different time period, 1920s. Um, they have different sets of laws uh, on how things work. And th- though for me right now the stakes don't feel very heavy about you know the villains and what's going on, it does give you a different aspect of kind of like a good example is like what Hagrid was into was natures and the creature and, and the yeah. different beasts. And, yeah. you know, having Newt being more involved and showing that and has his own, you know, little collection of animals that he's, he's trying to take care of and raise, similar to how Hagrid was. Um, I find it all very interesting. So it, it's a different take of it. It's not quite the same as Harry Potter, but um, you, you definitely feel like you're in that role again. Right? I, I agree to your point on that one. I mean, I still think that they have
0: some really com- good camaraderie ship. Between Newt, Jacob, uh, Tina, and Queenie, so I really did like that aspect of um, that we were seeing like older people this time, not just kids. Uh, I know it's you know, albeit it's the twenty the nineteen twenty six late twenties, I guess. So it's not quite the same as compared to the nineties, I guess. Yeah, but it's cool to see how adults in the Wizarding world, at least during that time period, act about things. Also, yes, the stakes aren't the same, but I mean, this is also. I, I, I guess I would compare it to like the Sorcerer's Stone, all right, where somebody. there's definitely a bigger story happening here, because the plan is there's going to be five of these movies total, so this is definitely a beginning to it all. It kind of reintroduces you to a few things. It still expects you to have seen the other Harry Potter films, especially. Yeah, yeah. The uh, There's a lot of references to things and connections to the... English kind of uh, connection to the Wizarding World, while this one is the American version. So right. Muggles aren't called Muggles; they're called Nomads, 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 No Magics, yeah. which is fucking weird.
2: Because I mean, Americans say things differently, I guess. That's I mean,
0: it, it makes sense though; yeah. it makes sense because they call them something different. Just like how uh, I mean, it's kind of I. This is kind of stupid, but I think of it like The Walking Dead. How certain people don't call them like Walkers. Yeah. Some call them geeks. Yeah, or some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. Whatever it doesn't matter. A terrible rough ref- i'm sorry guys that's a terrible <laughs> reference that's a dead show yeah it's i was right. like um i like news commander by the way yeah Eddie i do President like that's him.
2: really cool it, he's very quirky and kind of weird but this and works i think because he does that sometimes in some of his roles and this kind of works but it works
0: for him because he's a, he's a writer that's in a position where he he was just visiting there by the way yeah. he wasn't even supposed to really be there that long and you slowly get his story kind of told to you in ways that reveal themselves where he's in like a court hearing and then getting um kind of almost tortured at one point too
2: his and his his uh his kind of infamy like people know him you know or know of they him they know of his family yeah. too
0: like his yeah. older brother's a war hero yeah. um i enjoyed i overall enjoyed it this better than the first time i saw it i liked it though i even liked uh, dan fogler as jacob Kowalski. he's kind of the comedic relief but he's also yeah. the connection to the viewer to Get the things answered about the film that the, you have questions he's about. the harry potter perspective he's the harry potter perspective exactly yeah, he's yeah. the guy that doesn't know what he's like oh what's that mean And like well let me explain it to you um colin farrell i thought it was really good it was really good in this
2: that i will say was one of my favorite things is colin farrell in this film. i think he he's did really good. i wrote yep. down on my notes as like dapper as fuck yeah like, i mean i was like he's looking good too while he's doing this <laughs> and you and and throughout the whole film like you really don't know if he's bad or good i mean you know yeah. something's up because yeah. he's
0: with um Credence, by the way, Credence played by Ezra Miller, really good role too. Yeah. He's creepy as all fuck, by the mm-hmm. way. Something ain't yeah. right with that boy. He got <laughs> that haircut. I saw Marco in a text earlier. He's got that haircut and tells me I'm not all there. Because yeah. he's, oh man, I mean, oh, first dude. off, his mom is, or is, I mean, technically his foster mom or whatever the fuck she is. That's like a cult, all right? right? They have terrible. a cult going on, yep. right? With the children and shit. And they're like, well, I mean, technically they're right, though. I mean, she doesn't need to beat the shit out of
1: them, but I mean, the se- the second Salemers. Yeah, I mean, it was really weird how like, I mean, technically she was right, though, right? They yeah. are witches yeah. and wizards in yeah. the world,
0: yeah. and I don't know how she technically knows, but she, I mean, they're hinting throughout the film that it's the little girl that's the actual right. um, Obscuria that has the, uh, the repressed twist. magic in it all.
1: Yeah, because yeah, they're not supposed to live past ten.
0: Yeah, and she's about to be 10. So, mm-hmm. that's. I mean, that's why they're like, oh, we need to know. And that's why Graves is on a mission to kind of figure out what's going on. So, I mean, that's probably what you mean to be yeah. Like, you don't know, is he doing this for a good reason right. or a bad reason? But then when he's about to send fucking Tina into that pit of fucking nothingness, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's a bad guy.
1: Yep. To send Sims to death right there. I was like, kill. Dude, Dude yeah. It's Hella quick, quick up, too. Yeah. And I was like, like, I'm on a time clock right now. I liked
0: how you mentioned Dumbledore, though. Yeah, That was kind of cool. I was like, that's cool. At this point, uh, Dumbledore
1: is the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Mm -hmm. Fun fact. Ever-evolving role. Uh, I agree with you guys. I really like this movie a lot. It's my first time watching it, so I'm coming in with fresh eyes, and I really enjoyed it so much. I was having fun watching this movie. Marco, uh, I I got to ask, was it because...
0: Also, coming from the tone of the last film, it was so fucking heavy. Yeah, yeah. I think coming to this, uh, I agree with you. That's why it's almost yeah. like a brush of like, oh, it's not a serious. I mean, it's serious. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. It's not like a fucking. It's like, well
1: balanced. Yeah, it's, it's definitely well balanced. Like um, a Deathly part and two. you can you can tell you're getting some different just from when you see the 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 titles roll. And I love that score. Yeah. You guys know I'm a sucker for scores. Oh, that's a good. And one. the the music score in this is great. Uh, but I, I like uh, James' comparison to the Sorcerer's Stone where you're getting an introduction to these characters, getting to know who they are, where they come from, expanding on the wizard world and seeing the differences between how they treat things in the U.S. versus the U.K. It's seeing how things are slightly backwards in the U.S. because they the wizards and witches can't marry muggles at all or right. nomadges. They don't interact with them at all, they're in complete hiding. Versus in Which the UK, weird. they're integrated to some point. People in the UK are aware that there's some magic around because obviously kids get I'm assuming they're still getting letters from Hogwarts you know and all of the like, other Wizarding Worlds.
0: It kind of reminded me of like, um, like Men in Black, yeah. They yeah, like wipe their memories all, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. That was pretty cool yeah yeah I
1: the... uh, I slightly disagree with with Unabil and how there's not there's not much of um any dark presence or, or anything to be like afraid of in the movie because Gr- we're aware, where is out there yeah and they sort of introduced that and I, th- I see him qu- kind of as the quote unquote Voldemort of the series where he's looming in the background and slowly but surely throughout the rest of the movies they're gonna probably show him come out more. Or whoever the big bad is going to be. I mean, be. I'm definitely thinking they're doing that. Because yeah. Yeah. the second film is called Crimes of Grindelwald. And yeah. also,
2: you know, it's Johnny Depp, who's the bad guy. So, Which was a gonna use really
1: him. nice surprise for me. I was like, oh, Johnny Depp.
0: Did you know that? Going in that Graves was Grindelwald? No. I didn't know if anyone spoiled it. No, I didn't. No, I, I you didn't know it either?
1: I didn't even know that Grindelwald was played by Johnny Depp. I, I yeah, knew that it was. So, um, yeah. I liked it, the IMDb. But, you uh, know, I like... I was like, Fuck. I, I like the characters. I like Newt a lot. Uh, I like how very much into the character the guy is, and his world of collecting, you know, weird creatures, creatures yeah. and his suitcase that has a whole kind of, like, sanctuary yeah. for them. It's like a fucking mansion inside. Like, yeah, is that was that, a, is that was so cool. But it was great world building to see all these other creatures that existed and kind of reminded me of Hagrid and in ha- his yeah. enthusiasm for weird animals. Like I, I, I texted Marco earlier, too. I was like,
0: this dude really loves animals. For yeah. fuck's sake, he's doing a mating call to this big-ass hippo-looking thing.
1: Yeah, and the fact that he showed the passion and was like, these creatures are just misunderstood. You just don't understand them. And he had... The heart in him to kind of go after them and protect them. Uh, Colin Farrell, I agree, he was great. I love Colin Farrell. I'm a huge fan Dude, of him. Dude, I, I love like, his fucking work. What uh,
0: happened to the real Graves then? Is he dead? He must I, be dead then.
1: Probably. I mean, no, well, well I guess we'll find out. No one Grindelwald, yeah. he probably did kill him, but, um, I like at the beginning when Colin Farrell's introduced, he's got his classic I-know-what's-going-on-night-telling phase. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, exa- like movie, okay, Colin Farrell. In every fucking movie. Yeah, it's like, all right.
0: I even Roman you. J Israel
1: Esquire. He's yeah. the same guy. Yeah. No,
0: I know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay
1: uh, Kowalski is fucking hilarious. He's just a regular guy. I like yeah. Dan Fogler, by the way. Dude, me too. It's pretty funny. Check out his podcast. He has this one where he, he does,
0: he rates movies. It's fucking <laughs> stupid, but... Uh, he's super down to earth, like, and he's
1: did not seem like the type that would do this movie. By the way, no, no, he didn't. But no. he played he played Jacob Kowalski well. He, he just wants to start a bakery, man. He's come a, <laughs> he's come a long <laughs> way from do. that uh, ping pong movie. Yeah, <laughs> I love that fucking movie, dude. <laughs> Balls of Fury. Yeah, yeah I, love I love that movie. I saw it um, a while ago. And you know what? I'm oh, pull out two thousand five. <laughs> heavy. I like Frank, the flying animal that looks like an eagle that yeah. new oh, is yeah, trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. return to arizona yeah, yeah. i things, thought uh the niffler
0: wanna... was annoying as fuck the first time i saw it but this time around i said it's
1: adorable <laughs> hey man <laughs> he's just trying to get that bling Bro. <laughs> he was just stealing i everything. thought it was kind of
0: i mean the those are the, the i mean that's where i would agree with Nabil. those are part of the more lightheartedness of the, yeah like, the whole movie i this was at first not intended to be five films that's why so I think the whole aspect. When I heard that it was about the creatures getting loose, I was like, "Well, that's gonna be fucking." stupid. Yeah, that's you know, yeah. kind of. Weird. But I mean, they played off pretty well, and the, the the payoff is that that subway fight scene with the Obscuria is fucking. That's pretty intense, dude. Like, it is it, kind of scary too. By the way, the fact that he's like, "I don't know if I want to control it," I was like, "Damn, bro!" Relax. Come
1: it's super powerful. It's just it's just raw magic mm-hmm. going haywire and, it's and just sad destroying everything. Technically.
0: Like, Credence is, like, a really just misguided kid, too. Yeah. yeah. He wants to be a a wizard. And then Graves tells him that he thinks he's a squib and shit, and he's Mm -hmm. not going to train him. I was like, yikes. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. I was like, this is kind of sad about how... But, I mean, it's cool because they set up a lot of, like, connections to things, too. Yeah. Um, It's kind of crazy that,
1: like, uh, Newt actually got kicked out of school. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, Dumbledore tried to protect him. Yeah, and was fond of him. But yeah, it can do the the mention of Dumbledore, like you said, was really cool. The fact that they actually mentioned that there is a wizardly school in the U.S. was awesome. Mm -hmm. And I like how like the rivalry, and they call it uh, they called Hogwarts hogwash. Yeah, (laughs) it's like nice. I actually like Queenie a lot. She's like, I mean, she
0: seems like she's just doing this just to get like things out of Jacob. Right. but like she, you find out she yeah. generally actually likes him. I like, like, I like he's Tina different too. to her and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, and I thought the scene where she has to wipe Jacob's memory was actually kind of sad. But I mean, I don't think it fully worked though. Obviously, because no. well, first off, two things. First off, the bakery. Yeah, he's making the creatures that he's I think, technically seen in his dreams. See, I, guess.
1: I think she pulled an Inception. I think she. Deleted his memory but left some little like breadcrumbs in there so he would kind of my remember. hint is the trailer, <laughs> yeah, it was like the trailer gives it away hey, so yeah, he definitely yeah, didn't forget everything exactly so. or it'll come back over time or something. Who knows? Maybe, uh, but I thought Tina was awesome too. She was just a bumbling detective or ex detective just trying to do her job and just getting the short and end when of you the realize stick. why she was like put away, here, yeah, the reason is like, oh, she's trying to protect
0: that kid, so. yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because at first, I agree. She kind of came off. I was like, I don't know. She, she's a fucking terrible horror. <laughs> I thought I mean? that was cool, though. Like, she's supposed to be the that underdog detective. And I think she she did a great, a great job. great like, I'm I trying my
0: it. hardest out
3: here.
1: Yeah, I think it was really cool. The The chemistry between her and Newt was great. I think Obviously, there's a little that, something yeah. there. A little something. Yeah. Maybe. When, when maybe. he turns around at the end, he's like, well, is it cool if I give it to him in person? I'm like, kiss her, you idiot. That's what she wants. No, he's not going to do it, though. But, but I mean, yeah. did you
0: like that he's wearing his Hufflepuff scarf? Yeah.
1: Oh, shit. I didn't catch that. Yep. Damn, that's pretty cool. Nice little connections there. So now Hufflepuff is actually is relevant. Look at that. I mean, but if he got kicked out, should he be wearing that? <laughs> hey. <laughs> he, he attended a few years. Come on. He's owed
0: it. Okay. Just like, I mean, if I go but, to orientation um, for Cal, I can just wear a Cal shirt, right? Yep.
1: But man, uh, <laughs> what most shocking scene for me, though, was when Shaw's kid died during that speech. So he, he was the tore, tore up. up. I was like, oh, shit. Don't That's forget. when I was like,
0: never mind, we're coming back a
1: little more serious. Yeah, it got a little dark. I mean, yeah. that was cool, and also the Grinwald uh reveal was reveal. tight too. Yeah. So, so um only all, only real kind of critique I have for the movie um is it kind of ends three times, but it's okay. It's <laughs> forgivable. It does, but I, mean, I like the movie so much that it was okay. Yeah. They oh, yeah. wanted to show you Jacob's life. Yeah.
0: I mean, how he got this stuff. I mean, they could have probably done that. They could have tightened that up a little bit, but once again, I think the movie's only 2 hours and 4 minutes long. Yeah so just about that It's not too bad so overall but, though i'm looking forward to crimes of grindelwald
1: me too and like i said i'm uh officially a well whatever you call a harry potter fan pothead nice. harry Head. yeah so
2: leading into that then guys overall what was your feel for the series as a whole just with the uh, Univille. um i i liked it a lot more than i remembered liking it i already liked it before but while re the me series is great um i think it, it it's everything that i kind of remembered and and more and it's You know, don't mind watching it again and again if I have to. So
1: nice. What about you, Marco? I really like it. Coming in as a new fan and wishing that I had gone into it earlier in my life. Now, I feel like I've kind of missed out, but it's exciting. This is how some of us never seen Star Wars must feel. Exactly. I was thinking just that. I was like, is this how it feels? Like, I've met people
0: and they're like, man, I'm like, you never
1: experienced that shit? Yeah. I'm like, man, I want to go to Universal Studios now. I want to visit the world. I will tell you you guys right now, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter is pretty dope. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. I want to go now. I want to try Butterbeer. I may be buying a wand. Yeah, uh, right. me too. I'm just telling you right you don't now. I want to pay fifty dollars for that. I'm just telling you. So, <laughs> I think the the series as a whole is very well fleshed out. It, it's it's. Do you understand now the popularity of why yeah. it's so popular? Yeah, and right? you know what? It comes to show that when you actually have source material and use it, and you have an outline and a yeah. plan set in motion, it can work out. Hint, hint. Star Wars. Just saying. But um. Yeah, I like it and like you guys, I'm excited for Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald, so I can't wait for that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um
0: I definitely have a newfound kind of like I guess like a resurgence of like fandom for this now cuz yeah. I mean for so many years like I guess it was one of those things where I I've always been a fan. I've read all the books, I've watched all the movies, but watching them back to back now has kind of rekindled the flame in me. I like really gotten into Harry Potter this last month. It was it was a lot of fun actually. And it's one of those things where I think I appreciate them better now, watching back-to-back. It was one of those binge-watching things that actually benefited because now I see the connections better, and I hope when we do see Crimes of Grindelwald, spoiler, be of will be for our next pod. I hope it's something that kind of is a good payoff for us, too. Watch us see it. We're
1: like, this fucking sucked. Sam, I'm excited to see <laughs> Dumbledore return.
0: Yeah, so guys, what's your rank? Here's our thing. Last thing here, guys, before we end it. What's your ranking of the films here? And, wh- I mean, why did you do that for your top one, I guess?
1: Are we including yeah, Beasts? Yeah, include fantastic Beasts. Oh, so, shit. I mean, we'll okay.
0: start it with uh, Nabil. Uh,
2: so, my my favorite one is Goblet of Fire. Um, I think there's just a lot more in that film that I remember um, with the different trials and then the death scene and being able to see Voldemort for the first time. Like, all that stuff put together mm-hmm. just made it, like, the everything about Harry Potter from old to new, uh, from the first films to the last ones, just was all encompassed in that one movie, yeah. I think.
0: That's my favorite book, too.
2: Yeah, I think it's really good. Uh, After that, Half-Blood Prince, Deathly Hallows Part 2, Prisoner of Azkaban, Chambers of Secrets, Fantastic Beasts, Sorcerer's Stone, Order of the Phoenix, and Deathly Hollow Part 1. What about you, Marco?
1: Um, My order goes uh, from top. My top favorite is Half-Blood Prince, then Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, then Deathly Hallows Part 2, then Fantastic Beasts, Order of the Phoenix, Chamber of Secrets, Deathly Hallows Part One and Sorcerer Stone, and there's no that's no hate on Sorcerer Stone. There's just so much more that happens later on in the series, and parts of these characters that I enjoy seeing more than I did in that movie. Overall, I I still I think the series as a whole is good. So that's that's yeah. I mean, every there. one of these movies,
0: just as like a precursor before I say mine. I, I mean, they're all good. Yeah. There's not a bad one of these films, and they hold if their. Wa- yeah, the if you're gonna watch them, you're gonna watch them all again. So it's right. not gonna it's not gonna be. One Of those things where it's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do I now. Probably will watch him again. <laughs> um, for me, I like Deadly Hollows part two. That that took my number one spot now. That one was just uh, it just ends so goddamn well. That's why I man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all like a, a fixer up and it kind of gets near the end, but I really liked it. Uh, Goblet of Fire is my number two. Half Blood Prince is my number three. Number four is Prisoner of Azkaban. Number five is Deathly Hallows Part One. Number six is Order of the Phoenix. Seven is Fantastic Beasts. Eight is Chamber of Secrets, and then nine is Sorcerer Stone. And like uh, Marco just said, I, it's one of those things where it's—I mean, think you
1: could swap a lot of these. Yeah, yeah, interchangeable. Really? So I mean, they're all—they're all my number one. Because the ending <laughs> of Deathly Hallows Part Two it's, it's really good. Just that—that that ending to the series, and it's just—it's—it's so, it's heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah.
0: No, I totally agree.
1: All right, guys, so that is the end of our Harry Potter marathon. Thank you, everyone,
0: for listening. All the feedback, all the response and reviews. Uh, after this one, we will be going back to our regularly scheduled two weeks. I just really wanted Marco to watch all the Harry Potter films. <laughs> yeah, so basically, he, he, he wanted to get me on board. I was like, it was like when, you, when your friend tells you you haven't seen Star Wars or your friend tells you that he's, I mean, good God, I don't even know at this point. I mean, it's Lord of the Rings, I guess. If he's like, no, I've never seen those, I'd be like, say what? Huh? So... Thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We're putting a lot of work into this one. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can find us.
1: Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash moviepalspod or on Twitter at moviepalspod. Again, like James said, thank you so much for all the support, for continuing to listen to us, for the feedback, for the comments. Thank you for joining us on this incredible journey of the world of Harry Potter And keep listening to us. We'll be back on schedule soon. Keep giving us love, suggestions. We'll listen to you. And most of all, leave us a review, please. If you have any thoughts uh, on what you want to hear more, which you want to hear less, just let us know. Excellent. And join us next time,
0: guys, for our kind of our true finale, I guess, to all this. We will be reviewing the new movie, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Until next time, this is James
2: and Marco and Abiel. Have a good one.